one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Every now and then I have a smart idea. <laughs> it's rare, but it, 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 it does happen. I got to grab something anyway, so. As the Phoenix rises from the ashes, it's... Time to fly. I told you I would get this right one day. Welcome Woo! back to the Phoenix Splash Podcast, episode number 15. I'm one half of your humble host, JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell. One third of the, oh, I was almost going to say Brain Buster Boys. It's not Brain Buster Boys. It's banned from ringside. The Brain Buster Boys is on the right-hand side of the screen. One half of them, Mr. Brett Jager. All kinds of shit going on in your neighborhood. What do you want to break it down to? Tell me something good. <laughs> well, we talked a little before going on air. I got a job, which is nice and good. And <laughs> me, things are moving forward after my move back to northern Kentucky. Um, but yeah, what that means is I have less time to watch wrestling. But I am just as excited as always to be back here with you. And it's nice to hear the music again, damn it. Um <laughs> All Not credit the way I to you it. there. It's on my phone, but damn it, I was like, I know I can do hey, this. I just got to figure out how to do it. But we, we are not the most technically savvy of uh, podcasters here, but we get the job done. I was about to say, it's not necessarily how we get it done. It's that we get it done, okay? Yes. Theme music is back. Got the VGM announcement up and running so now we can do that moving forward but we are here to talk a little wrestling so let's talk some wrestling um plenty of to talk about uh we're going to throw in some russell princes we rarely get to talk tjpw around these parts this was a major show so we're going to talk about that we're going to throw in a little stardom as you can see once again brett is back on his stardom bullshit with his caption stardom is mid again we'll talk about how mid stardom truly is in his mind and then obviously we're going to talk a couple of new japan shows uh the Rio goku destruction of Rio goku show highlighted by sonata versus evil in a lumberjack match of epic proportions and if you can't tell i'm being very very sarcastic and we're going to talk a little royal quest as well three four matches we could talk about there on preview noah's number uh the the 28th uh show coming up there's a couple of big matches on there highlighted by keno versus jake lee for the ghc heavyweight championship and then we're going to sprinkle in the first couple of nights of goddess of stardom tournament night one and Super Junior Tag League night one as well. I did not realize that Super Junior Tag League and World Tag League were going to split up this year, but neither here nor there. I'm here for it all. So without further ado, let's get down to the business at hand. Let's talk a little New Japan. I didn't come up with a New Japan song. I couldn't figure. I, I'm just so I don't want to do Will Ospreay all the time because that's basically <laughs> what it is. It's the Will Ospreay yeah. show nowadays. And for God real. forbid oh. it's I can't say I'm sick of Will Ospreay, but I mean, it just feels like every match he has, 
with this match we're going to talk about with World Quest. I watched the Mike Bailey match on uh, Bound for Glory. I thought that was another oh, epic yeah. match. It just feels like now every time I look up, it's something – it's a new opponent for Will, and now he's just setting the bar even higher for what is truly an epic year for Will Ospreay. Let's just start with Will Ospreay. I know we're not we're – <laughs> going, we're going to talk about Ryo Goku, but we're going to switch it up a little bit. Let's talk about Royal Quest because that to me is more of the, the bigger show with the better matches on it. Um, the main event, obviously – for the U.S. slash U.K. Heavyweight Championship, you had Will Ospreay versus one Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr., obviously the current New Japan World Television Championship champion. That championship wasn't on the line, obviously, but they brought in a 31-minute, 19-second epic match. I gave this Joker five stars. I don't see how you couldn't oh. give this five stars. This was a five-star <laughs> match. I am sorry, not sorry. This was all that I expected it to be, and then some. It was a chain wrestling match, and then it turned into a basically a switching of here's Zack Sabre Jr., then here's Will Ospreay, and it almost felt like, you know, can you top this at certain moments? Will Ospreay, to me, is just on another level, and I know we always talk about – well, I always talk about – Okada being the best in the world. We can throw in Danielson in, in this conversation. ZSJ, this was a dream match. It, even if we didn't think we we're going to get it, they just dropped it in our laps. 2023 has been amazing for wrestling in that scenario. But yeah. for me, I just thought this was everything I thought it was going to be. I didn't even care it went 31 minutes. It could have went another 10, and I'd have enjoyed that just as much. I gave it five stars. I passed the stick to you. You can gush on it as you choose. I was four seven five, but obviously I can't blame you whatsoever. But you blame me for not going five. But no, it was amazing. Obviously, um, I do want to start from the top and just say it's just a bummer that whenever New Japan runs shows outside of Japan, that the production levels cannot match what they do in Japan. Now, I guess it's just hey, they don't want to shell out the coin. You know, I know COVID. You know, definitely was not kind to them financially. You know, there's reasons for it, but it it truly does. I don't want to say take you out of it, but it's harder to really sink in for me personally uh, compared to like Noah, which say what you will about their product, which has been pretty good this year. But it always looks beautiful, you know, and mm. I think they just obviously pump a lot of money into the production side of things. But anyway, I don't know if maybe that maybe knocked a quarter star off or whatever, but it was still an incredible match. The I just, I just the crowd was almost, the crowd noise is kind of stifled. You don't really hear like the smack of the strikes as well. All that's all that aside, it was incredible. I know these guys had, I think it was two matches in early 2020. One was in new Japan. One was rev pro both incredible. I don't think there had been any since then, but this was, was right on par with that yeah like you said it was kind of like you know a little chain wrestling at first and then a little game of who can top that with both of them you know kind of showing the best of their styles and being able to kind of keep up with the other and what they do best you know will kind of being on the ground a little more and zach not really high flying but you know doing everything in his power to just keep up with osprey but 
it was a blast, no doubt. The length didn't really bother me either. And, you know, I think we've talked before, like the difference between four and four, seven, five and five is often just like a subtle or like, like a intangible feel, not subtle, yeah, like an intangible. In, in it's just like, did you matches. feel it? Were you really, yeah. really that sunk? It? Yeah. And, you know, it's like there's so many. Ma- I think I've got like 14 five star matches this year, which I think is more than you. If I would, oh yeah, guess. maybe. <laughs> I don't know, maybe around oh yeah. Okay. I was getting ready to say if I had to count them, I'd probably but like, say I'm, I'm I'm like eight or nine, and like four of them have Will Ospreay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember you had a couple Julias earlier in the year. I feel like, but anywho, it's like just because I didn't give it five does not mean it wasn't an incredible, amazing match. So. Um, and yeah, to your point, like, yeah, I'm definitely not getting sick of Osprey, but it is what it's like. Next thing you know, he's just having some other incredible match with some completely different opponent that he's either never wrestled or is wrestling for the first time in a long time. Like he and Speedball had a match in Rev Pro just last year that hasn't really been talked about because it's Rev Pro that was not quite as good as the Impact one. And I don't want to get too into it, real, but like, I think what made that special is like the small Impact crowd was going nuts and like more so than they do normally. And I am excited and happy that Will Ospreay is now known around the world and pretty much everywhere you see him, it's he's the best wrestler in the world and he's backing it up time in and time out. And he's been doing this, hell, 2019 when he was still a junior. That, I think that was the year he got elevated because he and Shingo had – it's funny to think he and Shingo in a best <laughs> of the Super Juniors final, but it was only four years ago. In what I would I say see. is a top 50 – it's crazy. It's crazy. No, the fact Shingo, Shingo is, was is the funny junior, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the funny part. <laughs> I, was like, I want to see that scale for that yeah, those two had what I consider a top 15 match of all time in that final. But that whole year, like 2019, I think Osprey was the best wrestler in the world. And he's only gotten better. And will I don't know if he can continue to get better because, you know, obviously he's north of 30 now, not by much. He's been open about, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep doing this. So he's given us everything he's got right now. I did see today that he said he is at least open to a move to WWE. So we can, I know we've kind of both written in Sharpie that he's headed to AEW, which I still think is the case. Um, I think I even saw that he would, he's open to impact, but you know, you gotta sit, you're not going to say no, (laughs) even though (laughs) I just did two big matches there, you know, but the WWE thing is interesting at least. I would have, the WWE I would have never thing is that. interesting. Be- yeah, because they can. We know they can throw a bag at him. Um, let's talk about that real quick. Like, would do? You, let's break it down like this. Would you rather see Osprey in WWE or AEW? Just kind of the uh, same thing. I don't. I don't remember if we really got into it. We probably did with the whole Jay White deal because it was, you know, mm-hmm, everyone knew he was leaving. Kind of seemed like WWE was the front runner for a while. There was a lot of steam behind it. Of course, he goes to AEW. At the time, I wanted to see him in WWE over AEW because it's like this is a completely fresh landscape. 
you know, he's obviously interacted with the guys in AEW that he did in New Japan, you know, Kenny, et cetera. Don't need to get not a ton, but some. But and with Triple H at the helm, trusting him. But how do you feel about Osprey and WWE? Would you rather see that than AEW? Shit. I know. Um, I hadn't even thought about it before today. I mean, I'd at least cross my mind of like, it's possible. But now that he's at least quoted as such, it's interesting. I haven't seen that quote. I would love to read it in its entirety in its context to really i'll try and pull it up as you're kind of talking to really see what uh exactly he said that being said i really it goes back to what i've been saying about AEW and the roster size it's always been kind of bloated to me and now adding will osprey even though it's a great ad and you'd be foolish not to do it i don't want others to get lost in the shuffle when you bring Will Ospreay over. Um, I'm not 100% convinced that TK would book Will Ospreay strong. Um, If he was to come over, he and Jay White, for that matter, I expect to both be AEW champions at some point. I'm not saying that Jay White wins the title at full gear. Uh, I think MJF has a, a more of a story to tell with this who's the devil uh behind the mask i think that's the next stop on the mjf tour of uh of storylines but if you if you had me at gunpoint i would probably say because wwe feels like they have their shit together for once especially yes. on the creative side of things i would almost lean towards him going towards wwe versus aew that's the only reason I'm saying that is just because Triple H feels like he can he's balancing more than the bloodline storyline. You have, you know, Gunther and L.A. Knight and other guys that are, you know, really coming to the forefront versus AEW. And I said it last week on uh, Band from Ringside. Outside of the Jay White, MJF, Adam Cole storyline. I challenge anybody to name me another storyline that's, you know, intriguing. You know, you want to. I mean, I'd say it. everything. I'd say everything Christian's doing right now, okay. now qualifies for me okay. personally. Totally, no, totally fair. Totally fair. No, I was about to say, but yeah, in terms of week. straight, like I've always said, like in kind of when we talked about, you know, our promotion rankings a few episodes ago. Um, shit, where was I even going? I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i know i know god damn to smoke too much reefer um, <laughs> aew i think aew will does and will always have better matches and i think you know tony khan is a i think you've said this tony khan is a great matchmaker but he's not a great booker so I think I'm with you. I mean, I don't think he would get lost in the shuffle in AEW, but to your point, like it might cause others to get lost in the shuffle. shuffle. And even with collision, I almost wish they do a hard roster split because it's just easier to follow, I think. And it's like, I'm watching collision maybe half the time. Um, And then, you know, I'll tune in like I haven't yet, but I want to go back from two weeks ago and watch Danielson Christian. I just haven't yet. 
didn't see anything from this week. But it's just it's hard to keep track of like if you miss collision, like knowing what you missed or because it could be anyone and everyone and it's all mixed right. together. Whereas like with WWE, I watch a lot more raw because watching wrestling on Monday or, you know, earlier in the week is just a hell of a lot easier than Friday. Oh yeah. And with sling, I can't DVR SmackDown cause it's on Fox. So it's like, it's just harder for me to watch, but, um, but I know, Oh, I know LA Knight's going to be there. I know Roman will be, you know, you know what you're missing, who you're missing. So I almost wish they would do like a hard split, but we're going all over the place here, but I, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're talking AEW. Yeah. <laughs> but well, no, I, I, I think it's a legitimate I, uh, I, discussion to have because sure. like you said, we have gave, gave AEW Will Ospreay for the better part of a month. And now that you're saying this, this almost makes me have pause to cause because even the thought of Will Ospreay going at WWE wasn't even a thing a year ago, two years ago. And now, you're saying this that one day was, ago. Yeah. Now he's saying this. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it, it might have some traction to it. I could, I could see it happening, especially if he got a, a kind of a Roman Reigns type schedule. You don't, you want to pull, you want to pull him out, but you don't want to run him into the ground. And ultimately that's what I think both sides, he wants the money, but you don't want to run him down. So you have to figure out that, great area for Will Ospreay, a Roman Reigns type schedule, I think might be the best way to go about it. And as long as he becomes champion, that's the the other good, good part about WWE in that scenario. They have two titles. Whether you want to call the, the Seth Rollins mm-hmm. uh, title secondary or not, I'll let you call that, but they have two titles. So there's room for Will Ospreay to be a world champion versus AEW where it's MJF or bust. So... <sighs> I still say it's AEW, but if he goes to WWE, I, I won't be surprised. The br- he's going to get the bag, like you said, no matter what. No it's doubt. Just and he is going to give him the bag. Earned it, obviously. Oh, and uh, I think that's part of the reason why he's going through these, you know, match absolutely. after match after match after match. Where it's hey, just like, I am dude, the best fucking... in the world at what I do, and, and my I payday wrestle. is coming up. And I can wrestle anybody in the world doing it. He's getting ready to wrestle uh, Shota Umino. We were talking about that off air on the uh, the 4th of November, a rematch for the U.S.-U.K. Uh, championship. We'll see that again. I'm sure I'm, I'm missing something between then and the end of the year. No telling what he's going to do for um Well, hell, wrestle he's Kingdom. got Josh Alexander. I mean, I, mean, I know the match – it's already been taped, but that'll be on this Thursday. And I expect that to be incredible. Um, I have not yet seen the main event of bound for glory. I haven't watched the final two matches. I'm going to do it tonight. I assume Shelly won. You don't have to tell me, Um, but I'm I'm (laughs) guessing that match will not be for the impact title, but regardless, I'm very, very much looking forward to that match. But I want to say, Real quick, yeah, I just I think I just have more trust in Triple H as a booker than Tony Khan. I would be very curious to see if Osprey's match style, you know, is changed if he went to WWE because you know they're less kind of it's a little more tight and concise, I guess, right. and less risk taking. You know, I doubt. You know, I think it would probably be Osprey's decision as much as anyone of hey. You know, if I'm going to sign here for a boatload of money 
and I know I'm I've only got I'm on you know limited time in my career because everything I've done for the previous 10 or whatever it's like yeah maybe I will tone it down but that would be interesting so I do have the quotes um it wasn't really like a direct about WWE it's more like all options are open open but he says, I mean, we have spoke about, and this is in regards to, he's feeling more positive about living in the U.S. He said, I mean, we have spoke about it more. I'm now open to the idea of stretching myself out that little bit more. As age has become more apparent to me and my body is hurting more and more, I'm open to all avenues. I've had a lot of talks with my friends about this, and I have spoken to the missus. Although we spent so much money on our new kitchen, we are open open to the idea of relocating to the United <laughs> States and then and then but now it's time for me to really gauge and see what's out there so the Seth thing does intrigue me quite a lot I heard him say in a promo his 100% is the best in the world my 50% is the best in the world so if you actually got me at 100% I think I'd drown you in these waters mate <sighs> So I, I gather that the interviewer probably prodded. I'm just reading this off a website. I'm guessing right, the right. interviewer probably prodded about Seth, brought something up about Seth, but if motherfucker talking, sounds like he wants Seth. <laughs> say, he wants some of that smoke. No, yeah. if you talk at or WWE, you got to talk Seth. You got to talk Roman. You got to talk the, the you know the guys that you would want to see him cross paths with. So. It does sound like he's open to it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me sway one way or the other, but I'll be damned if, if I didn't think that it's now at least on the table, like you said, and he said it. So, uh, son of a bitch. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Seth versus uh, another interesting Will Ospreay by no stretch of thing is another interesting thing will be the length of the contract. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, what if he says, I just want a two, I want a two year deal, you know, at whatever crazy dollar amount. I don't know, but, or maybe he's like, fuck, I know I'm, you know, I, as he said about the injuries and age, so maybe it's like, fuck, give me a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year deal. And let's just get this done. And I'm ending my career here, whichever, who knows what Will Ospreay's thinking, but like we said, the. It's it's just like any pro other professional athlete in a contract year coming off their best year yet and being the best in their profession. It's like, you know, he's going to get the equivalent of, you know, what Joe Burrow got or more right. so, you know. Right. And so it's just fascinating. I mean, you know, just kind of. I don't know. It's going to be it very wild. I mean, the one, <laughs> the one plus of him staying in AEW or staying going to AEW would be that he could still do New Japan stuff. Could you know do other things as well? Whereas WWE, for now, is limited to just WWE. I still have faith that at some point. I do think they will open their forbidden door, so to speak. I, at least I hope so. I mean, we've talked about it with Nakamura, you know, doing the Noah show. There's been little things here. And again, Triple H is just more of an, clearly more of an open-minded individual than Vince McMahon ever was. So, right. but as things currently stand, I don't really see anything like that happening anytime soon, especially with AEW having their quote unquote partnerships. You know, it's mm -hmm. like since AEW is in bed with new Japan, I don't really think WWE, but 
I guess the good brother, Carl Anderson, was the other one that kind of already was crossing over with that. So maybe maybe I don't know shit. So. Now, that son of a bitch didn't go away with the yeah. never open weight title. We wouldn't have had that discussion. Yeah. But, you know, another story for another time. Let's jump to uh, another episode. <laughs> Back of, to New Japan. <laughs> of Shingo versus Toru Ishii. I have it at 24. Four minutes, 26 seconds. If I, if I can read my handwriting right, Shingo wins over Tomoro Ishii. I gave it four and a half stars. I thought this was just another classic Shingo Ishii roll another out the ball and just let him bang it out and see what happens. Um, Tomoro Ishii, I don't care whatever what happens to him this year, next year. He needs to be in next year's G1. We've already talked about that. Oh, yeah. And he's and just I don't he care will. if he loses all nine matches or whatever it is next yep. year. He needs to be in the G1 because this yep. is another classic case of why Tomaru Ishii is a great wrestler. All you had to do is just announce the match and let them play this shit out. It had no titles on the line. It had no real bearing on anything. But there was a walkout after the match. I did not believe it when I saw it, but one Tama Tonga decides he was going to throw down the gauntlet and challenge Shingo Takagi for the never open weight. Motherfuckers got some balls. That's what I was thinking when he came out. I was like, Ugh, are you sure you you just got this bad boy back? You know that, you're right? You you understand this. You got it back. And you know who you're going after here, right? <laughs> he is the former. Uh, IWGP US he is my he is my daddy okay Shingo Takagi <laughs> talk about the match and then let's talk about a potential not even a potential it's going to happen uh Tomatonga versus Shingo for the never overweight title yeah also four and a half agree with everything you said previously I would have said their floor was four and a half but I think I went four and a quarter on their G1 match from this year it just you know it was still Four and a quarter is still nothing to bat your eye <laughs> right. at. But it's something you should probably go ahead and watch. But for the and it, you know, one minor not complaint, just let's call it a gripe, is you know, these guys aren't reinventing the wheel every time they have a match. It's pretty yeah. much you know exactly what you're gonna get, but they do it very, very, very well. So I will never ever complain about seeing these two guys in a ring together. But I think I go back to their first match, which I think was the G1 in 2019 towards the end of the tournament. And it was, you'd never seen it before. So it was like, oh my God. But, you know, since then it's been a pretty similar match because they are very similar styles mm -hmm. and they work very well at that style. So, um, you know, I, unless it's just super duper epic or crazy, you know, I feel like four and a half is going to kind of where this is going to slot in, which again is a really, really good. And I don't really remember specifically, but I remember there were some moments at the end where it's like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Yeah. The oh, oh. Is the one where. Oh, yeah. They were trading and then. Ishii just decided, I'm just going to jump at you and headbutt him in the face. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. oh okay, you dirty bastard. And then and, by that point, I was like, okay, it's officially on now. And I did love after the match, and I feel like this has probably happened in like half of their contests where, where <laughs> Ishii just couldn't stand getting beaten. And he just fucking slaps him in the face, and they just keep punching on their knees as Ishii's like rolling out of the ring. So... Just fucking love it. It's beautiful. I am not done. Yeah. <laughs> you 
you may have won this time. Right? It's the fucking Terminator, man. Ishii and that's what makes jiggling. Ishii so great. Like, even when he was in his quote-unquote prime, which, hell, he's still in his prime in my as far as I'm yeah, concerned with the say, great matches. No, he's, it's no like the, him, the guy, it, it's never been about wins and losses for him. You know, he's been, what, like a four or five-time never champ has been kind of his, like, ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple tag team titles, six-man titles, etc. But it doesn't matter if he wins or loses because every match, he's incredible. And he's still going to keep fighting even after you beat him. So... Uh, totally worth the wait. I, I mean, and, uh, it, it's hard to even like say, you know, because anyone who's watched New Japan has seen Ishii, knows he's great. But like, I don't think, and I'm not saying just we, but just the royal we. I don't think we appreciate this motherfucker enough. Oh, I agree. And I, I mean, I think we do, but like, he's just time and time again g1 after g1 and he's like 47 and he's like five foot nine <laughs> i don't you can't call him <laughs> yeah he's Ron, literally he's, like five foot nine and he's he's just standing with the standing toe-to-toe with the best of him yeah. i don't even want to call him underrated because i don't think he's underrated maybe under appreciated is the mm-hmm. better choice of words is is the where i want to come with that because if it wasn't for his size i think tomaru ishii would be at least at least the inter an intercontinental champion at some point in time. I think he wins the the heavyweight belt if he's six foot one. Yeah, and that I can totally agree with. Speaking of guys that are six foot one and above, let's jump three. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six matches up. We're gonna go more towards the top of the card. A match that we were both looking forward to: uh, Luke Jacobs versus Yoda Suji. Um, which didn't got get a more chance, time. Didn't get a chance to watch the Luke Jacobs Ishii match, which probably should have been the one I would should have watched first because I had a lot of expectations coming into this match, and unfortunately, with nine minutes given to the match, it's not going to meet said expectations. Yeah, Yotosuji wins. Um, first win over Luke Jacobs since he's come back from excursion. Like I said, nine minutes didn't give it enough time to let it really tell a story. Uh, thank God for Chris Charlton on commentary, filling in the blanks of things I didn't know about between Yosuja leaving New Japan and an excursion over in Red Pro and now coming back. Neither here nor there. I gave it three and three and three quarter stars. Um, good, not great. I just it was one of the matches that I was really looking forward to. Same. And I was thinking it was going to get maybe 15, 17 minutes. Yep. And we were going to just see for me the first time to really see Luke Jacobs and appreciate what he can do. This just makes me want to have to go back and watch the Luke Jacobs Ishii match from I guess it was World Quest last year. Am I right? The Luke Jacobs Ishii match was not that it was in August. It was the same sh- Rev Pro show that had the Shingo Osprey match. Because okay. remember, like I said, I liked Ishii Jacobs more, and you couldn't believe it. So, right. uh, which again, Shingo Osprey previously had a floor for me of four seven five. That one was four and a half. Still an incredible match. But yeah, I thought Ishii Jacobs was better. But yeah, I, they just weren't given the ch- you know nine minutes. There's only so much you can. And third on the card. Once I saw it was third on the card, I'm like, well, shit. And here's what I don't like on a show that has it's all multi man tags. I mean, well, I guess the couple, the first couple were singles matches. What Trent Seven first and, three were singled, yeah. Which Trent I didn't Evan watch it, weird. but 
on a show with not a lot of like stakes to it. And, you know, it's more of like a, a super show, so to speak, with Rev Pro is kind of what this was this year, which is fine. It's like, why don't you move this? Why couldn't this have been third from the top? You know, like you've got Suji, who's clearly one of <laughs> what do we even have to say that we haven't He's said? He's the already? wonderkin of the, the, the guy is already one of the best wrestlers in the world period and he's had like 10 matches but <laughs> um and jacob similarly i don't know much about rev pro but from what i saw in that ishii match i went back and watched his match with osprey from february of this year also outstanding i know he was a cruiserweight his grand or moved up to heavyweight seems to be a rising star for them it's like why stick them third when you could put them third from the top and give them 15 minutes, whatever it may be, and give them that platform to showcase because that crowd was ready for it and hungry, and they clearly had history together in Rev Pro previously. It's like I just think that's that match should have been given a much more high-profile spot on the card, obviously more time. Yeah, I went three and a half. I was also very disappointed. Nothing, it's nothing to do with the wrestlers themselves. Absolutely yeah. not. Like the, I said, I think the match know, that it, we got was good. It just, yeah, it, it didn't, it needed more time. Ultimately. Yeah, and in a better spot. So yeah. a bit of a bummer, especially because I had talked up Jacobs from what little I'd seen. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, I'll get another chance to uh, to see him. Real quick, though, I think it was Saturday night. Um, was out for a little bit. Tara, like, picks up bartending shifts at this bar. So I was there for a little while, but not, like, getting drunk or anything. Had some drinks. Came yeah, home. You know, the, came home. Had a little. Appreciating the, 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 the wifey, you know, yeah. uh, a bartending shift. You know, <laughs> had a little. Free drinks. Had a little smoke. I think I was watching something or finishing something, and I'm like, I got one more match in me. And I went back to Suji, Sonata, Dominion, <laughs> which I think is probably like the fourth time I've watched. And I'm barely in the business of rewatching matches these days, but it was 1 a.m. And I was just in that zone of like, I just got to see it. And my God, it's just, I mean, it'll never be as good as it was the first time. Because, like, no, because you, you, you know what to, you know what you're going to see. It was fucking mind-blowing the first time. Oh, yeah, and it always will be. It, I mean, him and the, Will Ospreay, you didn't know what you were going to get, but then when we got it, it was like, okay. And Osprey Suji was def definitely a better match, but just the, again, intangibleness of that moment of, you know, someone, people like us who have watched and followed New Japan for years and just like being literally blown away by what this guy was doing and fucking love him. So he's, he is the future. All right, let's talk about Rio Goku Destruction Rio Goku that was on the 9th of this month. Um, let's just jump into the matches that actually matter. Now, I shouldn't say that, but all the matches <laughs> matter. Um, let's start with the bullshit main event first. Let's get Ugh. that out the way. 2801 <laughs> Bell to Bell for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. You had Evil versus Sonata in a lumberjack match i of, wish they could have given some of those minutes to uh suji and uh jacobs on another show yeah i didn't really say there, there was a lot of uh ugh, I don't we did not need 28 minutes of this bullshit that's probably the first place to start uh <laughs> it was good to see yuya yurimura be involved in this in a, a way that actually mattered to set up the finish that was a one of the questions i had coming in 
obviously we could jump into that. I'm going to have some seconds. thoughts about that. I'm going to so pass, we'll- pass it to you in like 30 seconds because I'm almost done. <laughs> obviously, you remember came back. He is the new newest member of Just Five Guys. He helped win their opening match. Uh, there was six-man tag over show Kanemaru and Yujiro uh, to open the, the physical show itself. Um, this was just a sloppy, just <laughs> shit show of a title match. I never really understood the the appeal of House of Torture, and right here was the perfect encapsulation of why I don't like House of Torture. I don't even know why I gave it three and three quarter stars. I probably gave it three and a quarter quarters just for the fact that it was a title match and it felt like it deserved it. It's probably more like three and a half, maybe three and a quarter, but neither here nor there. I'm not watching it again the second time to, you know, suffer through it. But I will let you talk about you and your Mora because I know this is one of the guys you were looking forward to seeing coming back. And if you want to talk about this bullshit title match, it is yours to talk about. <laughs> Let's just get the time. Uh, actually, let's get Uemura out of the way because I want to close by talking about Sonata's title reign. Mm. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not going to shit on it, but I've just got some thoughts. Um, so Uemura, um, I'm bummed because I think I said this in the text group because Azar, I believe, brought up whether it be Yuya or even Nakajima as like two of the potential options for X of just five guys. And it was Uemura. And I just feel like with the way the other three Musketeers, and granted, he's not part of that either, but I guess the three Musketeers were all brought in in much higher profile positions than this. Um, You know, uh, Narita, who's, you know, we've talked at length is, I don't want to say regress, but he hasn't exactly taken the ball and run with it like the other two at this point. But like he kind of started his trajectory high with, you know, making the finals of the TV title tournament, big match with ZSJ at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, you know, showed up. Wasn't like there was like the one big burst upon the scene moment, but he's been treated, you know, like a big deal. The entrance is a huge thing now. Like he's no doubt. Granted, a lot of it's on him. He's got that crowd connection, but. Let's let's not forget he really floundered in that main event match with Naito. I don't remember what show it was, but several months ago, when it was like a really long and not very good match. But like since then, he's gotten so much better. And Yuya, Grant, maybe I think maybe I'm a little bummed because I had predicted the whole oh he's coming for Okada and I really <laughs> wanted to see that you know given oh, yeah. that his last match was with Okada. He gave him the extra drop kick on the way out the door. I never forgot that. So you better fucking believe you, 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 Amura didn't forget that. So, you know, there could, it could be a worse way to bring him in for sure. I mean, he's at least with the heavyweight champion, you know, part of a faction, um, like right out of the gate, but I don't know. I, and I feel like we've been talking about this a lot, you know, not as much on air some, but also off, you know, me and Azar both very, very high on you, Amura, and his future prospects. I just would have liked to see a little bit more high profile of a spot for him. Um, and again, maybe it was naive of me to think that he'd be coming right for Okada and get a Wrestle Kingdom match. But for ha- what happened with Suji getting right. the main event in the second biggest show of the year, I'm like, well, hey. Maybe. Weirder things have happened. 
so is it just because it's just five guys or you just you were looking for something more for Uemura's return back to New Japan? Yeah, it has nothing to do with like like I said, I think it's fine that he's there. I just wanted a bigger return, I guess. You know, opening of the show in an eight-man tag. And yeah, like you said, he did help in the main event. Um but, you know, he's I guess, again, just in comparison to those other three guys, I just think this is the weakest entry point, I guess. But we'll see what happens. We've still got some months before Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Were you cool with it? I don't have a problem with it. I thought the, uh, one of the intriguing things that uh, that spun out of it was after the main event uh, backstage – uh more basically part of the agreement for him to come over to just five guys is that he he gets to wrestle all the just five guys members including sonata so i mean oh okay. in that scenario this, i didn't, the, I didn't the, catch I mean, any of that yeah i mean I, I literally was watching it and i was like well fuck it let's you know <laughs> let's see what happens backstage oh, you fuck know? it I mean, it was. I was already up watching it live, so I was like, you know, it's, it's already went six thirty-seven in the morning. And I ain't going to sleep, so Lock let's it. just watch what happens. <laughs> Where's yeah, that joint at? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm watching it, and uh, it comes out that Yurimura wants to wrestle all four of the uh, the other members. So I was like, okay, you know, it, it basically is like I like know, that. It's a. It's not a receipt for these guys, but it it can show how he's progressed from yeah. young lion to this point. I expect him obviously to lose to Sonata, but once again, I would like to think that Sonata would help to get him over to make him feel like he's on par with the Uramores, not Uramores, but the Sujis, the Renneritas, and the Shota Luminos of the world. I thought he, you know, in the limited spots he got on this show, I thought he looked good. Yeah, Uh, I agree. It's just, it's going to be one of those things where we're just getting him back into the fold. So we're just, it's going to, take time to get him to where we oh, we want him to be. Well, I, and obviously I was unaware of the backstage comments, but I do like that. That at least gives him a purpose to start, you know, a, pr- a proving ground, not to steal a ring of honor term, but <laughs> got to think he's going to beat Taka and beat Doki. Yep. As much as I'd love Doki, but no, again, he's a junior, you know, yeah, um, and you is heavyweight. So I mean, I would yeah. like to think he, you know, has really good matches and loses to both Tai Chi, tai Chi and, Sonata. and Sonata. I'd be curious. I assume Sonata's not going to be for the title, obviously. No. But um, yeah, that's at least intriguing. And yeah, like you said, if it's kind of told in the sense of like, this is Sonata, like trying to get him up to speed with the other three, like I dig that. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm curious to see how that unfolds. Let's jump to the next. Well, hold, hold up, hold up. Let's talk Sonata Sonata. real quick. So, yeah, I don't really got much to say about the match. It was not great. Too long. (laughs) Could have been worse, I guess. I'm obviously very happy Sonata. I'm very happy Sonata won. Never really thought Evil was going to win, but there's always that fear. That's for damn sure. So, I just want to talk about Sonata. You know, we've definitely talked a good amount about his reign, but I just feel like it's really stalled out of, or he and the rain have really stalled out. Granted, you know, G1 to wrestle kingdom is not a dead period, but it's slow. You're kind of getting ready, but 
just pulling up the matches she has had alone. First match when he won it against Okada was great. Um, and then the Hiromu and Yoda Suji matches were great. We get us through Dominion, or, and then we get Jack Perry, <laughs> which is very funny to think about, and the match was not very good. Now, it only got, say, I'm not going to make disparaging remarks about Jack Perry because he did the Lord's work and got the CM Punk <laughs> fired. So <and> that's <laughs> Amen, brother. Did that man it did the Lord's work. That's my and brother. I'm not disparaging either or the match, but, you know, it was like a 10-minute match, second on the card at Forbidden Door. It, 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 it basically, you you knew what this was going to be. Yeah. And in and, and that scenario, I need the match to supersede the predictable finish, and it didn't. Yep. And then he his next defense was against Evil. So he went three and a half months without a defense. Again, the G1's going on. He went undefeated in the block in the G1 and then lost to Evil. But it just feels like he's lost so much momentum. That's kind of how I just – he just doesn't feel like the champion to me, whereas he did three, four months ago. I, I don't know. I say that Jake something was a, a title defense that I know he had. Uh, oh, I don't think that was for the title, though. Well, I'm pretty sure that was just a singles match. Oof. I wish it was I pulled for the title. Up yeah, because I pulled up as on cage match. It'll show you all the title matches, and it's not listed on there. I did, and the, hell, that match was better than the Jack Perry match, and sure as hell better than the Evil match because Jake and, something's the fucking man too. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I was a little disappointed in how they did did my boy on uh, Saturday night, but neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I thought honestly, Jake something was a title match, and if that's not the case, then it's that not. that's more so to your point where. I don't think you can have a title reign unless you're Roman Reigns and have three and a half months off and not defend the title. Yeah. Especially if you're Sonata, you you need to establish Sonata as almost a fighting champion where, you, you know, anybody and anybody that can come towards Sonata, you need to use and build him up as an IWGP champion. I never really looked at it like that, but now that you said it, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. It's it's definitely cooled off to where now I feel like it's almost a fait complete what's going to happen on January 4th, 2024. Yeah. And and that's that's a shame. I would yeah. like to have seen a little more for Sonata just in the fact that, you know, it feels like this was a completion of a story. So now we need to tell another chapter of the story, you know, have him have some defenses with this title. I'm... You said it right there. The fate, uh, it's like he's not gonna Naito's winning. And like, I does would, anybody want to see Sonata win that match? Son, I mean, unless you really like Sonata, yeah. But I mean, in this scenario, you the story is being told. We're trying to do the largest roll call in LIJ history at the Tokyo Dome. Here's and, what and I would have happened. All hell's gonna break loose, and I'm gonna have to swim over to Tokyo to do it. Here's what I wish would have happened instead. And it's no shade against Sonata. Like I said, I think the first part of this reign was great. It has established him and bumped him up a level. No doubt about that. I, I see him differently. He yeah. feels more of a main event type of wrestler at this point. But we're talking main event of Wrestle Kingdom here. The likes of Okada Omega, you know, Osprey Okada, Kenny Tanahashi was incredible. Abushi J. White, 
you know, those are just recent ones. All the Okada Tanahashi matches. Like, this is the creme de la creme match of the year in all of wrestling, not right. just New Japan. Like, this, this main event spot is typically one of the best matches of the year, period. And I just don't think they can get to that level. And what I wished would have happened, and I think I may have brought this up one time, whether it was on the show or not, I really wish Shingo would have beaten Sonata for the title after the G1, and then you have Naito, Shingo for the belt, and Naito beats Shingo. Because they've only wrestled the one time, too, and it was fucking awesome. You know, the story here, you know, there's not really any bad blood between Sonata and Naito, you know, after Sonata left. It's like, yeah, they've got history, but there's not bad blood. Right. And if the only story we're trying to tell here is Naito getting to do his roll call, I'd re- I'd rather it be a much better match than what I think this is going to be. And don't get me wrong, maybe they'll fucking blow me away and it'll be a five-star match, but I just don't really see it and it just doesn't I, we, I said this last time. This just doesn't it's not big enough to be a Wrestle Kingdom main event. Period, signed, sealed, delivered. Sonata hasn't been built enough, built up Correct. enough for to be a Wrestle Kingdom. That's match. why I thought he would not have carried the belt into Wrestle Kingdom. You know, when he won this title in April, did you think he was going to hold it all the way to Wrestle Kingdom? Because I sure didn't. No, that I figured somewhere he would slip on the banana peel like he typically has done throughout his career. Although there haven't been many opportunities to do slip so. Slip on the banana peel. So <laughs> I guess, I don't know. If, if, if this was the... The end plan, I would just wish, like I said, they would have built up Sonata more to where sure. now it yeah, feels like, like he, he would have he'd had like, you know, five or six tile defenses against let's say, yeah, let's say he beat Shingo, you know, because like I kind of thought that's the direction they were gonna go after he beat Hiromu. It's like, oh, okay, he's gonna run Just through, go down to LIJ, run through LIJ. You beat Shingo, that's a fucking huge feather in your cap. Former Bigger than that. Bigger than any of those other wins by far. Because Hiromu Jr., Suji, new guy. Jack Perry. <laughs> evil. My brother. <laughs> yeah. Evil. Like, yeah, just listing the names out like that. Right. I don't Junior, know. new guy, Jack Perry, and evil. That's it. That's that's bad booking right there. You you, you yeah, and, and I'm not yeah I'm not trying to like shit on Sonata here by any means. I think no. he, like I said earlier, he's definitely grown and gotten better. Definitely. Like I said, I look at him differently, but but is this title reign a success? No, no. Is he a transitional champion? Yes, even despite the length, I think yes. Yeah, because it, like you like we said, it feels like this is. Night or bust on uh January 4th, 2024. But now and maybe they'll not, go, then... you know, if they go with the swerve, it's got a similar feeling to Cody and Roman in terms of like, it, it I'd be pretty like damn should... shocked if Naito doesn't win. But that's also how it was at Wrestle Kingdom 12, his first main event against Okada. He was the hottest. I mean, I still remember that 2017 G1, which I think was your first as well. Mm. Those crowds were boiling for Naito night after night and the Naito night and at that wrestle like I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it that wrestle kingdom but and I'll still never forget my stomach it's a gut punch I was like (laughs) I was on all fours after the ref hit three after that rainmaker I couldn't fucking believe it 
but the match was still incredible too. Um, so I don't think you know Sonata pulling a, sh- which is it would be a shocking be victory. <laughs> um, Let's just call it for what it is. I don't think it's going to have the same effect for me that a Roman beating a Cody or Okada beating Naito at Wrestle Kingdom twelve would because it's Sonata. I'm sorry and. Like we said, he has leveled up, but he's still Sonata, and he's still nowhere near the level of a Naito, an Osprey, an Okada, mm. a Shingo. Mm. We could go on and on. So, not, <laughs> <laughs> say, can we just give the IWGP <laughs> champ a little respect on the way out the door, please? Good God! You and and, and, and <laughs> doesn't it feel like a far cry from him going undefeated in the block? It just feels like all of that goodwill is gone because he got punked by evil and then just had his belt stolen. We didn't even talk about that. Couldn't even fucking carry around his own belt. Had to get a fucking T-shirt made to prove that he's the champ. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, and that's kind of what I was thinking. These shows like building to Rhea Goku and it's like Sonata looks so fucking weak right now. He's wearing a T-shirt. Take yeah. your belt back. Yeah, I was going to say, come hell or high water, I, I don't know how they would have should have done it, but he should have not been running around without his title. That's that just ma- that yeah. just made him look just weak in the sense of, okay, you have both guys have factions, both guys have numbers, and you cannot figure out the way to get your title back blows my fucking mind. This is a what have you done for me lately business. And what have you done for me lately, Sonata? You just had your belt stolen and looked like a little clown out there with your little t-shirt on. So I'm sorry. I like Sonata. I really I do. do. I, do I really do. And I always, I remember it was the 2018 new beginning match against Okada. Incredible match. And ever since that, I'm like, He's my guy. I always liked Sonata. And, you know, over the years, it hasn't been as easy. And there's been ups and downs. <laughs> and he's I, he's still like him, but it's just. He's a roller coaster, man. No, yeah. No two is. ways. All right, right, let's move on. Yo versus Mike Bailey versus Hiromu for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. This was a triple threat match with Leo Rush involved. But unfortunately, Leo got a pretty bad virus, stomach flu, whatever you want to call it, that basically laid him up for the back end of these destruction to Ryogoku lead-up shows and then to the physical triple threat match itself. I have not heard anything about Leo Rush Me since neither. then. Okay, well, hopefully Leo Rush is okay and back to uh, upright position and get back to the ring sooner versus later. But let's talk about this match itself. I thought this was what I thought it was going to be, a epic triple threat match, even though Yo was involved. Yo has pushed Hiromu to the limit. Their BSOJ final, I think, is one that doesn't really get talked about as much, but should because I thought it was really, really good. Well, that's and because you, show interrupted for like 15 minutes. No, 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 you know, it's, it's house of torture. <laughs> what do you expect? God damn them. But up, yeah, right? that, that match, aside from that bullshit, was excellent. Yeah, and I thought that was the match that kind of put show on the map, at least in my eyes, as a, uh, a singles yo. junior, or I'm sorry, yo, as a singles yeah. junior uh, I competitor. Agree. At some point, I think he might actually win the title. Unfortunately, that was not the case on the night. Hiromu retains the title. Mike Bailey on the outside looking in again. I almost, I almost felt bad for that motherfucker. Literally. I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, I, I mean, this was your match, and then Leo gets involved because he low blows Hiromu to get backdoor his way into this to make it a triple threat. <laughs> now he's not even involved in the decision. He's looking from the outside. He's like, ah, and he's like, you know, it's Poor almost Christian esque. He's like, you know, give me one more chance. Yeah, man. and he give me one more. And chance. he beat like, Hiromu and hasn't gotten a one on one shot. So I'm hopefully that comes down the line. I'd somewhere. love to see that at Wrestle Kingdom. You stole my thunder <laughs> on that. Uh, I gave it four and a half stars on the match itself. Uh, we could talk about the match. Well, you could talk about the match, or we could talk about um, a possible knock on wood, Mike Bailey versus Hiromu Takahashi Wrestle Kingdom match itself. But there yeah. might be a roll bump into that. We'll talk about that here in the second as well. Yeah, I went four and a quarter. Very good. Uh, you don't see triple threats much at all in New Japan. And I believe commentary mentioned the Cody, Kenny, Abushi match. So was that the last one then? Is that what they were saying? I cannot honestly think. I can't of, think of, of another, another one, one. Off the top of my head now. So very rare. I thought, you know. Admittedly, would have rather seen Leo rush, but I thought Yo did a heck of a job and agree. Like, I think he's gotten better. I, frankly, I think Leo Rush and Yo's partnership last year really did a lot of good things for Yo. You know, kind of just help him break out of his shell and mm -hmm. get a little get a new edge to him. Um, so yeah, I think Yo has definitely elevated his game in the last year or so. Um, but probably would have been a little bit better with Leo Rush, but still a fine match. And, you know, I think Hiromu gets the expected dub. I think even if Leo was in the match, Hiromu still would have won. Agreed. Uh, but, yeah, I would. I think we got to get Mike Bailey versus Hiromu, even if it's not Wrestle Kingdom, because I don't know who else it would be at this point. I mean, you know, seems like Bailey's been kind of embroiled in this for a while. Like I said, he got the singles win over him. He won that All-Star Junior Festival thing. Um, you know, he had this match, so he's been back in Japan. Uh, I don't think anyone could say he doesn't deserve to be in that spot because that's a guy – he's been a top-five wrestler in the world the last two years, I'd say. Um, you know, that, that. that very few people – you know, I don't want to say very few people know about, but that your casual fan probably doesn't know about because he's been an impact and – you know, other things, but really every indie promotion probably. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I guess let's talk about that. Um, you know, who else could it be? And, you know, we've got a little time. Oh, what, what's the roadblock? I, I may not be pretty. The returning Taiji Ishimori oh, duh, comes duh. out yes, and drops Hiromu like a bad habit. So we have yes. a junior title match coming up. I believe that's on that power struggle. Well. Yeah. Hiromu uh, Takahashi versus Taiji Ishimori. We haven't seen Ishimori since the neck injury. Uh, I believe that was in best of super juniors was in may i think yeah. of this year uh, so we haven't may. seen him since may so it's been june july august september four or five months without ishimori not saying that the junior division has suffered but he's been quietly gone as the division has rolled along and now he's made his triumphant return dropped uh, dropped romu after the match and made the challenge so do we want to see Ishimori win this and get Ishimori Mike Bailey? Or are we stuck on, and I'm not saying I'm using stuck as a, a quote unquote word, 
are we stuck on Hiromu versus Mike Bailey? I'm stuck. But um, obviously great to see Ishimori back. Um, these two guys are the artists of one of the best 25 or 30 matches ever with their 2018 Best of Super Junior Final. Granted, they've you know had several matches since then, never reached those heights because that's very fucking hard to do. <laughs> but again, similar to Shingo Ishii, but not quite that level it's like you know you're gonna get a damn fine match out of these two guys so i'm excited about that no i don't want to see ishimori win similarly i felt like last year his title reign was kind of meh um but he's he's a hell of a wrestler um but real quick where does he fit in with bullet club because he's been gone for so long, he wasn't wearing any Bullet Club. Yeah, I think he was just wearing like a jacket or something. And he had some shirt. I can't remember what it said, but something it said like fuck on his shirt in some way. Uh, I can't remember what it said. <laughs> but um, do we think he is part of David Finley's War Dogs? Or is he on his own? Is he maybe he's, looking he's for like, a yeah, faction? I think he's like um, Chase Owens in this scenario where he was he's old school Bullet Club, but hasn't been, I guess, brought over to the War Dog side when he and Gato were wrestling in the undercard match for the uh, the first night of Super Junior Tag League. They came out together as a team, and I was oh. looking at it, and I'm like, okay, so he's still Bullet Club. So I think that's the if he's teaming with Gato. I mean, that tells me he's still in Bullet Club. Yeah, he's Bullet Club. Now, interaction with David Finley aside, we haven't seen that yet. Heck, Um, Kenta similarly, you know, hasn't really mingled with the War Dogs, but, like, was wearing Bullet Club Club, shit and Impact. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely was representing Bullet Club over the weekend uh, uh, in Chicago, but I don't think that Kenta's even crossed paths with david finley since yeah finley has taken over leadership so you know there's there's those questions to be answered i'll just say this if ishimori is not with bullet club then that to me is like a you know kind of a booking mistake but neither here nor there i think he's just a perfect bullet club type of individual and it just wouldn't make it would be weird to see him with anybody else. I don't want to see him with like House of Torture. That shit would piss me off. No. Because then he'll be he'll turn, reverting to like a shitty fucking wrestler and I have to hate on him. No other, there's not really another faction that really quote unquote fits Taiji Ishimori, if that makes the sense. The only one that came to mind for me is TMDK, <laughs> which he doesn't really fit in necessarily, but I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, let's just. <laughs> Please stay with Bullet Club with Taiji Ishimori. Please. Well, so would family. you would you rather see Ishimori win or? I guess here's a question: If Hiromu wins, if it's not Mike Bailey at Wrestle Kingdom, then who? Then who? You know, like like I said earlier, it's like Bailey's been kind of right on the outside looking in. He's due his singles match. What better spot than the biggest show of the year? And yeah, there's no other story. Unless they maybe go back and do Hiromu versus Bailey versus Leo Rush, I'd be okay with that. But I doubt that's going to happen with how infrequent they do triple threats. But there's no other story yet, granted. Um, 
if I he feel gets like it's got to be Mike Bailey. Yeah, I was going to say, if he beats Ishimori to retain the title, then it should be Mike Bailey or Bust for Wrestle Kingdom. I think that would be the biggest match you can give Hiromu that I can think of that's I can't think of anybody else that he hasn't wrestled this year that he yeah. could wrestle. Uh, no, he won the uh, the DDT Ironman uh, title over the weekend, so maybe it's somebody from DDT. Hiromu did? He did. Oh, wow. Um, How about that? Yeah, I, I haven't seen the, the physical match itself because now I'm curious because I'm like, he did what? God yeah, damn it, I'm not going to watch this I shit. I didn't even know that was happening. <laughs> and I saw he also had a match recently with, what's his name, like Fujita Hayato or something in Michinoku Pro. Not for any, but like he's clearly bouncing around a little bit. That's for sure. So maybe it's somebody that it's not on the radar that I can think of. But but me, I don't really I can't really think of. Granted, I don't really know like Dragon Gate that well or right. like Glate. Um, right. But like, what? Who's gonna be a bigger match than Speedball Mike Bailey? You know, I don't unless they do something between now and the the end of the year. It would me, have to be, be after Bailey. the power stroke. You know, like let's say Hiromu wins, whomever would have to come out, come out then and there. I feel right. like. And then make their their title uh, title intentions known. If that's the case, then I'm not sure who it would be because, like I said, at this point we're and it's no disrespect. Romo's kind of beating a little bit of everybody on the New Japan roster when it comes to the junior division. At but some he's point, not beating Mike Bailey. Bailey. So there you go, Mike Bailey or bust for fucking Russell Kingdom. Going backwards, uh, Tamatanga, the aforementioned Tamatanga versus David Finley for the Never Openweight Championship. Obviously, we have already talked about this, uh, that Tamatanga did win the Never Openweight title back, uh, 1939, bell to bell. I gave it four stars. Um, I was a little disappointed that David Finley lost, but I'm thinking in my head that this is an upward move for David Finley. There's no IC title. There's no, I don't see him going back for the never open weight championship. So I think in my head, the reason why we're doing it is because David Finley is going to move up and challenge whoever is the winner of Sonata and Naito, probably in the front part of 2024. Um, I was just glad that Tom got the win, honestly, because I never thought he's gotten a, a real fair shake of being a never Which, open weight and he's champion. Had a, is this his third, third time, time having the title? Maybe and, never having a successful title defense. And uh, that kind of bothers me a little bit. Now he's going after Shingo. I'm like, dude, just 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 defend the title once for Christ's yeah. sake. Don't don't just go after the bass motherfucker on the block because you can. I mean, you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you know? Get a win first, then go after Shingo. Yeah. Talk to me about the match and talk to me what you think was what's next for David Finley. Match was fine. I, I I was just tired of Tama versus Bullet Club, ELP versus Bullet Club, Hikaleo versus Bull. Like I feel like this shit has been going on for months. And I would like to think it's over now. Cause like you said, is Finley gonna come back for this again? Like he needs a new like. David Finley needs a new direction, period. And I'm with you. I'm happy for Tama. You know, I think he deserves it. I would like to see him have a sustained reign for once. No shit. I mean, God, I think he beats Shingo, right? I mean, <laughs> Shingo doesn't need that belt. That's the only reason I would Tama say Tonga that. needs this needs win this. a hell of a lot more than Shingo. Amen. Shingo can lose and be just fine. Um, 
So I kind of hope Tama Tonga wins. And yeah, I'm just, here's what I got to say about this. I just want both guys to fight different people. <laughs> the match was fine. I feel like it's kind of the same thing we've seen with these two, with Finley just beating on him for the first half. Tama makes the comeback, but this time he actually gets the win. Probably three and a half, three, seven, five for me. You know, it wasn't a bad match by any means, but just had my fill of it. And uh, let's all move on and do something different. Next up, you had the never six-man title match, Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii as the defending champions, defending against Motor City Machine Guns and Alex Shelley and Chris Saban with their partner, Josh Alexander. I thought this was an intriguing match leading up to this, especially the fact that they brought in the impact angle of Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley not being able to be on the same page. They both took a shot. Well, I shouldn't say that. Alex Shelley took a shot on Josh Alexander the week before this title match. And unfortunately for the challengers, that shot got a receipt and it was an accidental one, but nonetheless <laughs> ends up leading to the high fly flow for the victory for the defending champions. Tanahashi pins Alex Shelley, put his asterisk against that. They were talking a little smack post-match. We might see them run it back for the impact title somewhere down the line. I thought this was fine. I gave it three and three, seven, five for stars. I guess the right team went over, but ultimately for me, the two things I wanted to see, number one was the impact angle going to continue through this match. Yes. Number two was the right team going over. And in this case, I think the right team did go over. Interesting. This was my match of the night. Um, also four and a quarter tied with the triple threat. I loved it. I just thought, again, having that angle of we know Shelly and Alexander are having a match, that played in beautifully. But just seeing those three guys mix it up with Okada, Ishii, and Tanahashi was just a delight. Mm -hmm. uh, I just really enjoyed this match. Um, great seeing Josh Alexander in Japan. I hope we get a lot more of it. Um, bless you. Just, just great to have him back, period, like I said. Um, but, yeah, this was just a fun mix of guys here going at it and wasn't really ever much doubt of who would win, especially, you know, kind of figured whether it would be Shelly costing Alexander or vice versa. I was a little surprised that Shelly took the pin, but... Ditto. You know, he already wrestled Tanahashi. It was a good match. I think I had it at four stars. I don't really, I don't yearn to see that see again. again. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I would have loved to see Ishii pin him, and then he gets a shot. And, I mean, hell, I think I've mentioned this. He versus Alexander is one of the best matches I've mm -hmm. seen live in mm -hmm. person last year. Impact, I can't remember which show it was. It was like the May show. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's beside the point. But, yeah, curious to see Shelly get pinned because I don't necessarily think Tanahashi – this is assuming Shelly successfully defended his title, which, again, without knowing, I don't know any spoilers. I think Alex Shelly wins. Um, I think he should win. But um, – <laughs> and that, that's no shade to Josh Alexander. God no, damn. No, no. Um, but, yeah, I just, I just had a blast watching this match. I can't really remember any spots at this point to pick out, but – you know, other than the finish we kind of talked about, but just a really fun, enjoyable match that I never thought would happen. I must concur. Uh, ELP and Hikaleu defeat 
uh, Gabriel Kidd and Alex Coughlin to win the New Japan Strong Tag Team Championships. Uh, 13-12, bell to bell. Not a huge fan of the booking. I just like Gabriel Kidd that much to where, even though it may make sense, that ELP and Hikaleu get a receipt on the former New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions. I just love Alex Coughlin and Kid a lot to where I was openly rooting for them during this match and got mad after they <laughs> lost the love match. Love that. <laughs> it was a not a pleasant scene as old Gravoy Avenue late that night. I gave it three and a half stars. It's not a knock against the talent. I just think that this was kind of a match that kind of fell in the the mix of good and great matches. Nothing that really stood out for me here. I probably was more mad, like I said, that the, the team that I wanted to win didn't win, but I don't think that there's anything that really stood out here. It was just an above average match, three and a half stars. Yeah, I'd call it average at best. It was fine. Like I I agree with you. Don't think the titles should have changed, but here's what I think more than anything. Do we really need these titles? I know I've talked before about there's too many belts. There's not even a New Japan Strong show anymore. And I know we talked previously about like about the TMDK Bishamon match. We couldn't even like think of other challengers. So we don't need two sets of tag team titles at all. I don't think like, how do you feel about that before? I don't really have much to say about the match. I just don't think these belts are necessary at all at this point. Not knowing what they want to try They be in new Japan, what they want to try to do in the States with, New Japan of America, I think that's that has something to do with it. Um, obviously, they're coming over to Vegas uh, on the 28th, where you'd have um, Coughlin, not Coughlin, but uh, the, the new champs, ELP and Hikuleu versus, uh, I think it's Lance Archer and, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Alex, oh, Zane. Alex Zane. Yeah. So, so, I mean, in that scenario, okay, but- I but, I like, Strong I'm, used to be a weekly show, show, which made sense for that to have a open weight champion, tag champion. Still don't know why they added the women's championship, but that's pretty much the same conversation as this. It's like, why why is there a need for two when there's barely enough teams for one set of titles? I was, and, and this is just me throwing a purely speculative guess out there. I think it just for it might just be easier to have if let's just say for the sake of argument alex zane and uh lance archer win the titles it would be easier to book them here in the states because they're already here so you can kind of build the titles up that way julia obviously is a is going to be a a scenario where you're going to have to bring her over and fly her in but but they're having what like four u.s shows a year at this point that, like I said, not knowing what they want to do on the business side of it, it doesn't, especially with the women's title, it doesn't make sense. Because you have basically the IWGP title and the New Japan Strong which title. Which already doesn't get, de- which the women's title doesn't get defended as is. You know, Mayu's defended it, what, once? I believe so. Um in like apparently four months, yeah. Apparently, she's coming over to the states and defended it. I guess I think on, on that twenty uh, eighth show over in uh, Vegas as well. Do I guess kind of that. my point is, I'm not invested in these belts. 
just back to the match at hand here. And it's like, yeah, I'd rather see the War Dogs win, but I just I don't really care too much. So, <laughs> no, it's completely fair because if there was a I wouldn't say a market that's a poor choice of words. There was more teams to challenge for these titles than I think it would be easier to justify having a second set yeah, of titles. It'd be different if like you know these titles were like you bring teams are coming into Japan from the states or from anywhere outside of japan almost like that purpose what was wasn't there the what was it like the swa belt in mm-hmm. stardom which was like wasn't it like a foreigner had to be in the match or something was like part of the rules or something yeah i was gonna say it, it, it um like, something like that i can't remember the for, like a, the foreigner had to be in the match and usually the foreigner was the champion so yeah. that way you, the foreigner could basically ha- could fight the entire roster and pick and choose who they So if it was like them. like that, I I could get behind it a little more where it's almost like a, you know, people are coming coming over to Japan just to get to a get, shot get, at get that. The title, yeah. But, but that, like that. when it's just defended on New Japan shows between New Japan teams, to me it, those belts are just props at this point. So Let's move on. Uh, we're an hour and 17 in, and we're still on New Japan. Yeah, right. That's pretty much I covers think we're probably it. Yeah, about I was going to say, though. yeah, I was going to say, outside of that, it's just the smaller matches. Um, Can you run down, or do you happen to have what's been announced for Power Struggle? Right, off the top of your head, I know we've talked Osprey, Shota. I think I have it on my phone here. Hiromu, Ishimori. Um, I would assume Tama Shingo. Bingo. Pretty tasty little start here to the the last big show before Wrestle Kingdom. And I don't know if any of those others are official. I feel like Osprey Shota is official, but yeah, I would assume as well. All right, uh, main event is Shota Umino versus Will Osprey for the U.S. title. Great O'Con versus Moxley. That was a uh, oh yeah, event. and uh, as long as Will Ospreay and Shota was going to wrestle, Great O'Con gets John Moxley. I think that's going to be very interesting to see how that yeah, unfolds. That'll be fun. Uh, Tangaloa versus David Finley. I'm not sure what's up with that. Oh, versus oh yeah. man, that <laughs> oh god, that <sounds> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck that match! <laughs> that sounds brutal. That hold on real quick. I don't know if you know this, but when Wrestle Dream got announced, <laughs> Azar like got me to buy for one second. He sent me like a Reddit post or something about that <laughs> fucking Tangaloa versus Chase Owens in a street <laughs> fight was gonna main event Wrestle Dream, and I like bought it for us. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> So that's what this match reminds me of. <coughs> Fucking Tangaloa. Get get off my TV screen, man. I'm yeah, sorry. He's, he's washed. He was never good to begin with. He's washed. He needs uh I just got done he talking needs about next to him. How I'm sick of this. Are they just all called the Gorillas of Destiny now? Is ELP in the Gorillas of Destiny? It seems like so. they're a faction. Yeah. I don't know. You can throw them in there. I don't care. But I'm <laughs> fucking sick of it. I was saying, you know what? Don't even care. Yurimura Sonata versus Suji and Naito. Uh, oh, that's that's good fun right there. Yeah, Yurimura and Suji. That's very good fun. For those who don't remember, those two guys basically 
wrestled in the undercard where they were young lions a whole shit ton of times and there were a yep. whole bunch of draws and yep. now they're coming back and this is going to be if not the first time the first time they're going to see each other at, after excursion so i'm yeah, very curious like about that. that uh tmdk that would be hayes nichols and zsj russell the never open weight champions uh ishii Ta- uh, tanahashi and Okada. Oh, okay and then this card you have, is nice and then you have Hiromu and Taiji Ishimori. So that looks like that will be the main event. One or the other, either Ishimori and uh, Hiromu for the junior title or I would guess Osprey, Osprey Shoto. Or Shoto for the U.S. title. So, But that's what you got so far. You got one, two, three, four, five, six matches on the show. That's Plus, you have the Super Junior Tag League final. So, yeah. That, yeah. That looks well, uh, I can go with that. I kind of said it earlier, half-joking, but... You think Shota beats Osprey? He's already he's zero two against him. We talked real with the Suji, you know, match. It's like at some point Osprey's got to start putting people over. Agreed. He's winning every match, which is fine. He's the best in the world. But if he's truly leaving New Japan, which I would say he is, <laughs> he's got to start putting people over and. Again, I just said it. Shota's had two matches against him. It was, I can't even remember the shows, but I feel like they got better. Like the first match, I think I had it like four, four and a quarter, second one, like four and a half. This is, I don't know. I just think. I don't want to say never. I just, and I agree with everything that you said. At some point, he's got to, Will Ospreay's got to drop the title. He's got to lose to some guys on the way out the door to put, other guys over. I totally agree with everything that you said. I just I'm not willing to say that he's going to lose to Shoto Umino. And I'm not saying he for sure is either, but I would say 33% chance. Shota there's a chance. The dub. Yeah, the closer and closer we get towards the end of the year, there's that's when I, start I just to expect to see, you know, these weird things, quote unquote, start to happen. I just think Osprey should lose to Shota, Suji, or both. You know, this this true next generation go out the door the right way, and I believe he will. So I, you know, I look at when I saw this match got announced, I perked up a little bit. I'm like, this could be the one. Um, especially again, since Shota has lost against him twice, and again, I think he like got closer the second time. So it's like, okay, here's your third shot. I could see it, it, and I feel like it's got to be the main event. And it almost was like Osprey was kind of laughing at him when Shota came out to make the challenge. It's like you you coming out here again to get your ass beat. All right. Oh man. yeah, and the first match was the one like where Red Shoes like didn't stop it or whatever. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and he was basically you know watching his son in the middle of the ring getting Just ready get to get pummeled. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But anytime, that second Red match, shoes, anytime, if I recall correctly, like he took him pretty close to the limit i'm not gonna say all the way to the limit like suji I think it was did like a, but a nasty uh pretty close to, the limit. to finish yeah. the match if i'm not mistaken so th- yeah that does sound right as well i'm not like i said it it wouldn't surprise me i would be my i would be shocked a little like out of 10 i would be like on a two maybe three like oh shit that just happened but i, I would be less surprised of him losing here than suji the month prior Only because there's enough time in between the last shoulder match and this coming up match. If if you wanted to pull the trigger on shoulder, this is a good time to do it. Suji, if 
it just feels like you you would do it and it just be too close to the match yeah. that we just had. And he's going to be just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to say, so, sooner or later, we're going to put some gold around his waist. I ain't even worried about him. I just want to see who he ends up beating uh, at that time. Any other New Japan that you think we need to talk about? No, not unless you have anything you want to say about Super Junior Tag League. Uh, just uh, really quick, the first uh, night was uh, the 21st. Your opening night winners in no particular order. Uh, Catch-22, that's TJP and Francisco, Francisco Akira. They beat Robbie Eagles and Hozi Fujita. Um, that was probably the match I was most looking forward to, just on paper. 11.50. Uh, none of these matches go more than uh, 14 minutes. So yeah. if you wanted to just go right to this and skip to the good stuff, I am not mad at you for it because that's what we're here for. Uh, Kevin Knight be- and Kushida beat... Doki and Taka, um, DKC and Taguchi lose to Master Waddle and Desperado. That's going to be the team to watch for because they're going to be comedy all the way through. So real quick, we didn't talk about that match seven of the series. What the fuck was that? that? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I could have been more mad. Yeah. Than... Okay, the so we series, so we go a whole month, yeah, and this is and you're gonna tie the fucking series. And we plotted it out ahead. It, it was like it could go two wins, two draws, or two losses, one draw a piece. Like there's a way this can work, and you ended in a tie, and everyone just getting along willy nilly. And now Watho and Despy are partners, and they're a comedy team. What the fuck was all that? This match in particular, the Despy Wado versus Taguchi and DKC oh. was definitely one of those where I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like this is you y'all pushing me on this now. I mean, I'm waiting for Desperado just to be like, you know what? Fuck this dude. Yuck. As much love as we were given Desperado a few months ago when he bookended a whole episode, and now this <laughs> move I'm him waiting. up the heavyweight, god damn it. I'm waiting patiently for him to be like, you know what? I'm out. Fuck yeah, <laughs> it is funny, but I don't know if I can go a whole month of this. We'll see what happens. Uh, Clark Connors and Dan Maloney, they get their first win over Yo and Mushi. Oh, Mushashi. Yeah. Tell Mushashi. me about okay. him. He's a guy um, I've seen the name, but is he in either Glate or Mich- Michinoku Pro? One of the two. He's in Michinoku Pro. Okay. Um, Never seen him don't before. Know- yeah, I was going to say, this is the first time I've seen him. Uh, 12 minutes, 21 seconds, so you don't see a lot of him. But what I did see was pretty good. Um, it's just going to be a work in progress just watching him and Yo team together because obviously Yo and Leo Rush were the defending champions, but obviously Leo not being here. Which is, which is a shame. Yeah, uh, definitely wanted to see them come back and try to defend the titles, but neither here nor there. Main event, uh, Kanemaru and Show lose to Teton and Bushi, uh, 1354, bell to bell. Um, typical house of torture to where I thought LIJ was going to cough this joker up, but they go over in the main event. Like I said, just the first night, you're really not missing that much. No match I had over three at 375 star-wise. It's pretty light. Easy breezy, yeah. it'll take an hour. You'll be in and out before you know it. Outside of that, I guess if you want me to pin down a winner, jeez ah, Louise, I'm, <laughs> I don't even know to be perfectly honest. Um, catch two, two, 
that was. I mean, just offhand, that's, yeah, that's what I'll say. That that feels like the team that probably is the the most suited and has the beef with um, Connors and Maloney that really never got. Oh yeah, I guess finished. they took the belts off, belts of, off of them. Yeah, so makes makes sense. It'd be it'd feel like it'd be the easy way to get them back. And those guys are great. You know, like they're great in terms be, of junior tags. They're great. It would be a scenario where, the, the, in this case, the top two teams go on to the final. There's no two uh, blocks like they've done in the past. Um, I can see both of those teams being the, the top two teams. They feel like the top two teams, not unless Teton and Bushi get on a, a little bit of a run. I can see that they were six, and I think they said they were six and three last year. So be maybe they could get seven to, and two to see how the champs are booked because they have been booked strongly as they should be. Yeah, and uh, there's no love guarantee. those guys. Yeah, I was going to say, they, <laughs> they were showing their ass uh, uh, in the semifinal for sure. Um, I'll just say this. It, it's not a necessity for them to be in the final. I would like to see them in the final. Let's just yeah. go like that. Yep. All right, fair enough. Um, let's talk a little Russell Princess 4. Yeah. TJP Dub. Um, one, two, three matches I really want to talk about. A fourth that was floating out there and then uh, – if you want to talk about any other matches, I don't think you do because I think you only watched maybe the main um, the three title matches and maybe no, I watched a little more. I'm pulling it up right now. I okay. skipped. I mean, it was a longer show for sure because it's one of their big ones. So I started with the tag. So I skipped the first four, watched the last six. So the Miyu Watanabe and Yuki Arai versus Ryo Mizunami and Yuki Aino, which. I thought it was great. I gave it four stars. Um, I gave it 375. I missed TJPW, man. That's uh, unfortunately what's kind of fallen by the wayside first over this summer before I even got the job I have now. But um, it's a good pro. And similarly, because it's owned by uh, the same company as Noah and DDT, the, it always looks great. The presentation, the production, it always, it was a little bit of a darker room, but like, that that shit goes a long way with me. If you can't tell, like it's nice to be able to. The sound quality is great. The picture quality is great, and I just forgot how fun TJPW is. <laughs> just because it's been months since I'd really watched any. Um, and Ryu Mizunami to me is like TJPW at its core. She's she's a hell of a wrestler, but she's super fun and charismatic. And brings never, a certain energy to the table. For yeah, it's like every time she's on the screen, like she's she's got that magnetism about her. And I just thought this was a super fun match. Um, Watanabe and Yuki Arai, I thought made a nice team. Um, you know, Watanabe kind of sliding into Saki Akai's spot as you know her and Arai I think won the tag belts last year together. Um, and then Yuki Aino is another one who I feel like uh, has really improved a lot, you know, since I've started watching TJP Dub. So, yeah, this was a great entry, re-entry match for me. Um, one of only two I had at four stars plus, but a lot of three seven fives, and just had a really good time watching this. The six matches that I watched. Um, let's jump to two. I'd say the eight man tag. I'll let you have that one. I was. Probably oh, the, yeah. the low point for me. But oh, I love it. If you want, you know, you I know, loved, this was not. And for you me. know, I loved it. Okay, I, so the, fucking Martha, <laughs> fucking Martha me. out there. I was like, why am I? This is why I'm like, 
I should just leave. I got. I could be doing something in this fourteen forty-five that I spent watching this match. Oh. It's, just, it's it's too over the top for me. I loved it, but you know that's just different different strokes for different folks. I can get a little more into the silly comedy, and you you ain't got no tolerance for it. But. <laughs> it's so, too. It's just very low. <laughs> so Masahiro Takanishi plays the role of Martha. <laughs> Is essentially like a maid that's just sweeping around, and I'm like, so, what in the fuck is going on? So I'll admit, I did not know shit about what Neo Bashiki Gun, which is what it's. It was initially May Saint Michel, who was May Saruga, and mm-hmm. Saki Sama, who was uh, Saki Akai. Just mentioned they'd had a tag match a few months ago that I'm like, I did not. They're clearly just alter egos for them. Right. Like very like prim and proper and I don't know I just I had a lot of laughs during this match and then Yukio Sakaguchi playing Yukio Saint Laurent which that motherfucker had a banger of a match with uh, Higuchi last year so it's like he can certainly he go can when he wants, he wants to, to. Okay. yeah and then on the other side it was Antonio Honda Palm Harajaku Shoko Nakajima and Suzume. You know, I I love typical it. T W T J P W train wreck again in, I'm just, in, in a good way. In a good way, yeah. it was entertaining, but just not not what for I you. Watch for wrestling. That's just me. I'm, I'm sure other people enjoyed it, yourself included, and I ain't mad at nobody for it. That's what makes wrestling great. But in this scenario, eh. and I think this was the Saki Saki Sama send off as well. Like essentially, we talked yeah. Last episode, Saki Akai is retiring. She had that great match with Chris Brooks and DDT. Mm-hmm. This is like the last Saki Sama match, and I'm pretty sure she's like doing her whole retirement tour now. I don't know when that date is, but I'm not sure uh, either. But yeah, that now she's. But anywho, yeah, I figured you probably wouldn't care for this too much but sorry not sorry you know me too well next up you had naga rose making a return to japan never thought i'd see this day but here it is in live and gory naga rose versus maki ito 20 or uh, 12 20 bell to bell naga rose goes over in a bit of a surprise i would did not expect her to come over and win over one of the bigger tj tjpw superstars that they have but done deal thought this was fine i gave it three and a half stars same yeah i wasn't too surprised again just given the sheer size differential but yeah i mean maki ito we've talked about her before plenty of like she's definitely way more popular than her spot on the card even though she's definitely upper mid card but has she even been the internet has she won the international princess championship i think I believe she so. has but yes. she's not won princess of princess correct no, no. So, yeah. Uh, and again, I mean, Nyla Rose, former AEW women's champ, even though people, a lot of people probably don't remember that. You know, she's obviously not really, I feel like she's always like the first title defense for a new champion has kind of been her, like the gatekeeper role, which is right. a fine place to be. Um, yeah, match was solid, nothing spectacular. And we'll see, uh, you know, they definitely like the the Giants over there. Max the Impaler we'll be talking mm. about here shortly. Aja Kong, obviously, you know, well past her prime, but still banging around there from time to time. So she's definitely a good fit over there. And, yeah, I wouldn't be uh, upset to see her over there a little more. 
Yeah, and, uh, It'd be a hell of a lot more than what she's doing in AEW right now. So. You said it. I was thinking it. Aja <laughs> Kong did have a, a six-woman tag. Uh, she won in that match. Yeah. Uh, Shino Suzuki and Raku yeah. were her partners in that. Uh, next up, you had the title match to – well, a t- yeah, tag title match to determine new international princess of princess tag team champions. Um Read my handwriting. Uh, Kamafuku and Manahiro Kairu versus Hakuri Noka and Kakao. Ah, Jesus Christ, can't talk this even. Now, Kakao. Um, let's try this again. This was a vacant tag team title match. So the winner of this match became the new International Princess Tag Team Champions. 1337 Bell to Bell. Uh, you Hakuri Noah and Kakaro win the tag team titles for the first time. I thought this was a pretty long time overdue, but it was good to see um Kamafuku and Kairo Matahiro Kairo get their chance to even be in this match. I think somewhere down the line, these two will be tag team champions, but for the moment, right now, I think the right team got the titles back. I gave this three seven five. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, I, Kairu is someone I haven't seen a lot of. And Kamafuku, I have, but not really in a high profile position because I know she made the finals of, I can't remember what the tournament was, you know, not a couple months ago. The Princess Cup. So she's certainly been given a little bit of a push, which I like. Um, so yeah, I thought they more than held their own in this match. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. Again, not having been super engaged, but the free Wi-Fi team of Hikari Noah and now Kakuda um, deserve, you know, deservingly so get the dub here. And yeah, just a, a very fun, very entertaining match. Um, really like everything else I watched on this show. So um, yeah, just good, solid stuff here. Next up, you had a double title match. Didn't realize it was a double title match until the night of Max the Impaler, the NWA World TV Champion, defending her title against Rika Tatsumi, the International Princess of Princess Champion. So two titles up for the grabs in 15-19, bell to bell. Max the Impaler wins the match and becomes the latest double champion. A little bit of surprise here because I thought I wasn't still not completely sure if Max the Impaler is on the TJPW roster. If she is, then that makes a lot more sense. If she's not, then I was then I'm still a little confused on why this happened. I thought that Rika Tatsumi was someone that they were going to run with, especially as the number two title in TJPW. Clearly not the case. It's not the biggest deal in the world. I thought the match was good. I gave it three and seven, five stars for this as well. But I thought the finish itself was a bit of a surprise, especially if Max the Impaler is not a part of the TJPW roster. Also 375 and also was, I mean, not very surprised, but yeah, similar. It's like, I don't know if Max is full time there, but clearly they've got faith. And although I did look up, uh, Tatsumi did have the belt for 202 days. I was going to say it felt like a longer reign and obviously she's been princess of princess (laughs) champ. So, um, you know, she's one of the top stars there, no doubt, which made this, you know, an even bigger win and, you know, no surprise, Max worked on top and uh, Rika Tatsumi fighting from underneath. You know, 
kind of painted as the underdog, just mm. given the sheer size differential. And uh, yeah, I thought this was, you know, very solid, good. And uh, we'll see what Max does because uh, going to be a tough challenge there for whomever. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, going to be challenging for this. I might have to peek in my head into NWA to see if she defends the TJPW. Oh, yeah. International Princess of Princess title over there. At least that's the way I would hope they would do it. But that will be yet to be seen. But congratulations to Max the Impaler. A bit of a surprise, but neither here nor there. Main event time, 21-24, bell to bell. You had Mayu. Let's try this again. Mayu Yamashita versus Mizuki for the Princess of Princess title, 21-24, bell to bell. I gave this four and a quarter stars. Yamashita wins back the Princess of Princess title. I thought this is the batch of the night for Wrestle Princess. For I sure. didn't wasn't sure that Yamashita was going to win the title back. It didn't feel like Mizuki really had the title long, but the title matches that she did have, I thought they were good. It just didn't feel like this was a a prolonged title reign that we've kind of seen before in the past with TJPW with stardom, especially um, part of me kind of wanted Mizuki to win, but I have no problem with Yamashita getting the title back. It kind of completes the story of her dropping the title, winning the princess uh, princess cup for the first time and now getting the title back. She's going to be going across going over to the states and whatever the case may be defending the title over here so in that scenario i don't have a problem with that and the match itself i thought was really good like i said for me it was the match of the night on the card um talk you want to talk about yamashita winning the title back yeah agree i went four and a half i really really enjoyed this um and mizuki also 205 days with the belt but um why 205 days i thought the the maki ito match previously i thought was awesome um you know i think it was like sawyer wreck was one maybe Mm -hmm. kakuda you know the first couple were just like average matches but i thought maki ito was great i thought this was great um I think these two had had a match like very early last year when I wasn't following, but I went back and watched it. That was also great. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm a fucking Yamashita guy, so I was happy to see her win and that's not, I really like Mizuki too. Um, But yeah, I agree. And then I think there was a little more juice to squeeze out of the title reign, but Yamashita's the fucking ace baby. So uh, let's uh, get it back on her. It's been, Okay, so she lost the belt in March of 2022. So, you know, two and a half plus years, or excuse me, year and a half plus without it. So uh, this will be the my first time watching the product with her as the champion. So I'm excited and, yeah, thought the match was a ripper. Um, these two were great together. Loved yeah, that's going to say it. I'm, I'm kind of a little upset that uh, Sakazaki is leaving because I would love to see her and Yamashita go at it one more time. If, if humanly I forgot, possible, I forgot but, about that. Is she just going back to AEW or what is, she, okay. That's what yeah, I thought, but it, it, hopefully we can get that. If not, uh, you can always go back to wrestle universe in their archives and stream any of those matches of your choosing. Um, from there, I thought the, the rest of the card was fairly solid. Um, no real matches that really stuck out to me. Uh, Drew Nagano versus Mocha Miyamoto, I thought was pretty good. The third match on the card, I think I have high hopes for Drew Nagano. I think she is uh, 
Yamashita light at this point. She <laughs> she looks the part. She has the strikes, the kicks, but just so green right now. It's it's a far cry for her to even think like she's going to get to that point. But when I see her, I think of Yamashita. So high hopes for her in my scenario. But outside of that, I think we've covered TJPW. They're going to take uh, – they got a couple of tours coming up. I don't see a major show coming up here in a little bit, but if they do have one, obviously we'll be talking about it. So now it is time for uh, Mr. Brett <laughs> Jager to relieve his bowels on the world of wonder that is called stardom. We're going to talk a couple, well, one show, essentially the Nagoda golden fight on the, the ninth as well. And then the first night of guys of stardom. Well, and also, I don't think we ever, we never talked the final of the five star, right? Did we not talk the five star? I'm pretty sure that happened like right after our last recording. I think I'm pretty yeah. sure we did not discuss it. Well, then let's talk about it. Which I enjoyed. So it's pretty much the show after that that I thought was not good. Um, there was some good stuff on it, but uh, yeah, it left a poor taste in my mouth, as has been the case a lot this year. Mm. And specifically about Tam Nakano, big shock. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, damn. I mean, she shouldn't be carrying that belt. I don't know how many times I have to say it. I don't think you have to say it too many times. Uh, that match was just not good. Are we talking the the Natsuko Suko and uh, yeah? I gave it four stars and then probably a little too high. It was like three and a quarter at best for me. But we'll get there. Let's talk okay. the final. First. Let's talk the good stuff first. Well, obviously the good stuff. But five star tournament. Um, we Suzu Suzuki. Winning the five-star, the youngest <laughs> winner of the five-stars. She defeated Micah in the final. Um, and you I got come up just short on your prediction. <laughs> just tease me with Micah for Christ's I sake. definitely thought once the final was established, I thought Micah was definitely going to win. But uh, I would say, See, I wasn't so sure because I, at first I totally forgot that, uh, that Suzu was on level points with Natsuko. And when the, the final match happened, and I was like, okay, so Natsuko is going to win the one block. Micah is going to win the other block. This is going to be easy speezy. Micah is going to win the tournament. Everything's right in the world. And then they started talking. You know, the announcers were going, I can't even remember what the last match was. And the announcers were starting to talk. And I heard Suzu Suzuki and them. And I was like, oh, shit. That's right. She did fucking have the same amount of points. And then right then, I was like, oh, no. And she didn't have a match that night because I think she was scheduled against Saya. So right. that was like a win. So I I didn't have the match results spoiled, but I did know who was in the final like before I watched the show. So that obviously didn't really hit for me because I already knew it was Suzu versus Micah. But um, I could imagine that being pretty interesting where you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. So now it's Suzu Suzuki versus Micah. And I'm thinking, OK, you know, they've had this, you know, under underlying B for a while you know they're on the same team they don't like each other they're on the mm -hmm. same team they don't like each other they challenged for the artists to start them titles that shit went left and there was some little pushing and shoving after the fact so now we got uh, the match that 
you didn't think we were going to get. But now all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I can get down with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the running time for it. It's the one of the few matches I didn't uh, put the bill. Probably low, tw- low 20s maybe, I feel like. But I did give it four and a half stars for this Me Joker. too. Uh, Me Susan too. Suzuki is so absolutely amazing. <laughs> the, I'm not sure what the hell you, you called it. It was a sky twister off of the top to finish the match. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that shit before, and and I love the fact that she pulled it out in the the biggest spot possible, in the biggest match possible for the whole tournament. Um, it's unfortunate for Micah. I think that she's just going to be one of those like Kazuki, and unfortunately, so many others that it just seems like this this is going to be her ceiling, and no matter what happens, this is it. Hopefully, I'm wrong on this one, but Suzuki isn't the worst choice in the world, considering. Oh no! <laughs> considering who you had left and what was going on, I'm totally down for it. The fact that prominence is creeping around the corner, I'm curious to see if they have any sort of influence on the title match between Tam and Suzu later on. Uh, well, I guess that's the front part of November. Neither here nor there. Gush on the match. Gush on Suzu Suzuki if you choose. Yeah, I mean, so when we were running down all the scenarios last episode, I never even dreamt of Suzu making the final, let alone winning the damn thing. So... Very pumped about that, and I will be on my knees praying <laughs> that she beats Tam Nakano. God damn it! <laughs> this is that Tam is not necessarily. It's not her fault. It's the same thing with Sonata. This has been a booking issue. God bless that woman. I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve to be Red Belt champion. The way that it's been done has been so non-stardom-like. I think that's part of the problem. The fact that we haven't seen enough for her defending the title has been a problem. And who she defended the title against is the third problem. Yeah, that. so I think a little bit on, is on her. Obviously, the booking is not doing her any favors. But for me, the performances just haven't been there. Like... I feel like every like since she won the title, because obviously that match was amazing despite the result. It was an incredible match. I think we both went five stars. I know I did. Um, it's just, I think I maybe have a handful of four-star matches for her. Maybe. I don't know. It's, again, it's more the booking than her, no doubt about it. But she's, to me, not really performing quite up to the level that the red belt champion should be like you know we've seen Natsuko you know not to jump too far ahead but like we've seen her have good matches and I'm like oh okay I think this could be good but even though their tournament match was not really that great um Natsuko got the win of you know that led to this match but I was just so uninspired to me that the that main event match just Never felt like Natsuko had any chance to win. Just lacked urgency. Ah, again, maybe I'm just like looking for this stuff now, and I hate it if that's like what my what I'm doing, like subconsciously. Because, like I've said plenty, like I really liked Tam Nakano before she won the championship. <laughs> but I just also feel like she was just better in the ring too, and I don't know. I don't know. Back to Suzu. And that match was wonderful. Like, we both went four and a half. The finish was great. They beat the piss out of each other. 
Um, but yeah, I did never ever would have thought Sousa was going to win this thing. So I'm very, very happy about that. And I hope she beats the fuck out of Tam. And I'm, I think Whatever. she has a oh, it's a coin flip match. It, it would it wouldn't surprise me if Tam retained. It wouldn't surprise me if Suzu won. If Suzu wins. It's going to be a a real real big big day shift. for me. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure you're going to be <laughs> dancing in the streets, popping bottles, baby. <laughs> it's just going to be a shift, and I I wonder how it all plays itself out because then you at some point Utami's going to come back, Sayakamatini's going to come back. Now you have a new champion. You might be able to do something with that. I would really like to see Tam get better opponents before I start putting the nail in her title reign. I'm not saying I like this title reign. I'm just saying that a part of it is the competition itself, who's across from her, that helps her, or in this case, hinders her from having a, a solid title reign. I think the Suzu uh, uh, Tam match is going to be good, and that's going. To oh, I do too. Reinforce what I've just said. I think the the people across from her is part of the problem. It's not necessarily all on Tam. I don't necessarily agree with the fact that she she's not a red belt champion. I think if if we'd have done it the way we normally did it, and then Julia ran the the title the rest of the year, and then at the end. Tam beats her in the final night of the year. I don't think we would have had much of a problem with that. It's the fact that they've done booking totally different than they have at any point I've watched stardom. And some of it has worked. Others of it hasn't. Some of some of angles haven't even been touched in a while. So, I mean, in that scenario, I can kind of see the frustration with Tam because Tam feels like the one person that has survived this whole fray and is the champion of, on top not saying that she's been the best champion but i mean she's the champ nonetheless i still want to see her with better competition before i start dropping the hammer on her fucking title range just yet that's fair that's you just know, me you know how i feel no look i if somebody would you know if one of my favorites fell to somebody i had you know mixed feelings about i'd be a little pissy too well i, I didn't have you. mixed feelings before that you know like I said, I've always liked Tam. She's never been even in my top five, but she's had some fucking great matches. Um, it's just, it you know, we've talked enough about it. Wrong place, wrong time. Like, I, like you just said it. Tam beats Julie at the end of the year after Julie has a nice reign. You, Tam, it was just too early for her. You know, I think you could have spent this year, just like they did for Julia last year, getting mm-hmm. her ready for that. She then wins the five star and then gets the dub. I would have been totally fine with that. But, you know, given how it went down and that she has done anything but impress since carrying the title. Yes, booking. Yes, competition. Not great. But she still could have looked, in my opinion, more like a champion and better in these matches. And just how she carries herself, frankly. Um and, you know, she's not Utami. She's not Siri. She's not Julia. She's not that bad. She looks like a fucking little princess. But, right. you know, she can fight. And I don't know. It's Her just, and Natsboy in that cage. That, yeah. That was, that's one of my favorite matches. Any match with Julia she's had. Um, plenty of others. It's just, it's disappointing. And I've said this ad nauseum. I hate that it's it's kind of made me dislike Tam because it's way less of her fault than anything. 
but that's just the way it is. So I do think the Suzu match will be excellent. Yeah. And High expectations for that shit. I am going to be very invested in it. <laughs> very upset. If t- I, I don't know. I'll see how I'm feeling. No, I'm, obviously, I'm you mad. know who I'm rooting for. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, you're rooting but for But if Tam. it's a great fucking match and Tam gets the win, maybe that'll kind of start building her back up for me. I don't know. That's I'm obviously kind of I'm... sour about the whole fucking thing. That's <laughs> what I'm kind of expecting, to be perfectly honest. I'm... Yeah. As much as I'd love to see Suzu win it, I just think this might be too much too quick. Maybe yeah, I'm I don't dis- I don't disagree. Doesn't change the fact that I want it. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I'm, you're gonna be either the guy that I'm gonna be thinking about that whole day that I'm watching that show because I'm probably gonna watch it first before you get a chance to. I'm like <laughs> Jesus Christ, if this goes left, I'm gonna have to pull this Joker off the roof somewhere. All right, let's talk about the Nagoya Golden fight before we close this show up. Obviously, we did talk a little bit about the main event, but we can get into it a little more if you want to. Tam Nakano did it. He said no. <laughs> like, Tam Nakano did retain the red belt over <laughs> Katsu Tora. Uh, it was 12-34 bell to bell. I gave it three and three quarters stars. Is that it? 12-24? No, 21-34. Okay. 21-2-1-3-4. The longest match. Oh, no, second longest match on the card, which is a little bit of a surprise, but neither here nor there. Um, This match was fine. It it wasn't the match that I expected where it was going to be more fuckery than not. I guess Nakatsu decided to... Pop that uh, fuckery on the, uh, the the shelf for a little bit. It didn't serve her well because she took the L, but I didn't think she was going to win anyway, like you said. Um, the longest match on the card was the semifinal match where you had Kyrie making her final match in stardom uh, herself, uh, Nane Takahashi, and Mayu Iwatani uh... <laughs> wrestled and defeated Hazuki Kojima and Saya Iya. Um, I just want to talk about this for like 30 seconds, maybe a minute if longer. Why do you not think that Kyrie's return to stardom was not a success? Because that's ultimately what this boils down to, in my opinion. Yeah, it definitely was not a success. But I wouldn't say it was like a big failure either because she was just more of like an attraction than like part of the roster. You know, like she obviously wasn't in the five star. She had what? a few singles matches i can't even really if any i i don't even she know won, she won the iwgb championship oh yeah i guess that's true but other than that i don't know it, again it's not like a failure it's but it just was kind of there um i definitely had higher expectations for it but i'm not like Get mad up. about it either um this match didn't do a whole lot for me either. Um, I mean, you know how I feel about Nene Takahashi. I feel like it was even more in this match just because it was like a celebrate. I just, it turned me off completely. And admittedly, just the teams are very lopsided. Mm-hmm. You know, you just look on paper, Kyrie, Mayu, and Nene Takahashi against Hazuki and two jobbers. Two two people that weren't even in the five star. God damn. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Tell him what he's telling us. I was, fuck. 
<laughs> beat you to it. Yeah. I'm not saying that uh, Kojima is a former high speed champion. Now, Saya okay, fair enough. You want to throw her in the, in the jobber, you know, category? I'm not going to stop you on that. I just want to say that her and uh. <laughs> Hanan are the new blood tag team champions, so take it for what it's worth. Yeah, that holds a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> and Koguma, she can kick rocks. Wow! Hazuki, <laughs> the truth. We all know that, but yeah, I was about to say the that. match was fine. Like I thought the mat, it was a solid match, but I just I can't go above three and a half. I just wasn't into it, you know. And it was very long. It was. 24, 25. 25. Yeah, I was going to say I gave it three and a half stars, too. I thought the, the match itself was fine. Um, you knew who was going to win now at that point. Like I said before, does the match supersede the predictable finish? Not so much. So nope. neither here nor there. But this um, next match was awesome. Momo Watatami versus Mirai for the wonder, yeah, the white belt championship. 1532 bell to bell. Mirai retains over Momo Watatami. I gave it three and three seven five stars. Three point three seven. Wow. Stars. I was four and a half on this one. Really? I love. I think I just like Mirai more than you. I feel like I'm always. No, I just I didn't think that this wasn't a match that I really was getting into. Really, I didn't think that Watatami was given the best effort. It was better than what we've seen before in the past. Man, but it just I, felt like it was like, okay, you know, we rolling the ball out and here's my I was into it. You know, I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't as much fuckery from her. She, was, wor- she was working the arm, you know, because Mirai loves to throw lariats. I just feel like the last five minutes of this was just excellent. Just back and forth, hard hitting. I thought Momo was probably, I thought Momo was going to win or had really? a pretty good chance of winning. You know, we've talked a lot about her booking. And her performances not quite being what they were before she joined Odeo Tai. Um, but I saw a little bit in this match where I'm like, she's still got it. And I thought, like I said, the fuckery was minimal. I think when Mirai, when she's fucking pulling her boots on and she's ready to go to work, I'm not going to say she's as good as anyone in stardom, but for me, she's pretty close. She's just, She's a perfect mix of striking and like groundwork. Uh, I, I like Mirai. She's like Shuri light. Yeah, but like not, say. but not that light. Frankly, like I don't think, and Shuri's the one who obviously kind of brought her in. Like I don't think she's that much worse. Um, I don't no, know. I, I like her as the white belt champion. I want this I want match. To see her. This just clicked for me when okay. you know not a lot in stardom really is at the moment. So I was pleasantly surprised, and maybe I overrated it a touch because of that. But hell, I loved no, it. I, I was about to say I could easily see me underrating it because I just felt like this was going to be a little more of the same. I'm not going to disagree with you on the fact that uh, Watanabe did work the arm and then the, the finish itself. You know, the, the Luria was nowhere near as, you know, effective, impactful, whatever you want to call it. It's just kind of like, you know, I'm throwing this joker out there and I just hope it, you know, keeps her down for the one, two, three. So in that scenario, they told a good story. I'll give you that. I just, I don't know. It just didn't really feel like it, it transcended uh, the way that it, it possibly could have. Like most of the starter matches have this year. It's been a bunch of three, seven, fives, a bunch of three point fives, mm-hmm. no, no fours. No, I won't say no, but very little fours, four quarters, four and a half, things like that, where we were used to accustomed to seeing. I think that's kind of the, uh, my biggest problem with starting this year is just the lack of consistent 
matches. Uh, you know, I couldn't agree more. Uh, artist of style title, you had Suzu Suzuki, the aforementioned Suzu Suzuki, Micah, and Megan Bain going against the DDM champions, uh, Julia, my Sakurai, get off me, cat, and Nekula. Uh, this was a big time disappointment. I was really yeah. looking forward to this five match and a half game. minutes. <laughs> I'm like, damn, it's over. Yeah, I'm just settling in. For yeah, this like I think this definitely had potential, but it's like, that's it. And yeah. I don't really get what the purpose. I mean, the Suzu Micah match already happened. It'd be right. different if this was like leading into that. Into it. And, and then, then at that like point, the, if you wanted to deploy it. Just like we talked about with Alexander and Shelly. Like you get the dissension there building to the singles match. Now it's like the singles match already happened. We know they're not really on the same page. And Megan Bain's just there for whatever reason. I mean, I don't... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I guess what this maybe did was distance Micah even more from DDM because she threw a fit after the match and got pissed off. And, you know, I talked last time about could Suzu slide into DDM. I'm thinking that's maybe more like like Micah definitely feels like she's on her way, way out. out. Yeah, that was going to say it's if, if not starting her own faction. But- that's kind of what I think. But. Suzu ain't going to be a part that of that. Suzu would, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I what about this? Micah, Megan Bain, and the two prominence ladies. Mm. Risa, Sarah, and what is it? Haragi, Karumi, or whatever. We, you know, They've yeah, obviously no. burst back upon the scene. Suzu slides into DDM. Now we're cooking with gas, baby. Yeah, because they would all have some sort of beef against Suzu. At least three of the four of them. Megan Bain would just be your... Uh, the muscle of the group, which we know Julia doesn't like prominence at all. No, so. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against that. But no I think that imagination that I didn't really think about it until we were already talking. I think that's kind of the story here is Micah storming off, being pissed at her own teammates. And she'd already been teaming with other people, you know, these last few months. So writing is definitely on the wall there. And obviously Himeko left her partner. So it's right. Yeah. I'm, okay. No, I'm I, I would it. I would totally be down with a uh, a Michael led unit in Stardom. That would be something I would definitely be uh, paying attention to. One other match I wanted to. Well, two other matches. Let's, let's start with the the curtain jerker, uh, Saki Kashima losing <laughs> the high speed title to May Sarah. God bless Your girl. Her. Yeah, well, it was a long time overdue. I yeah. like Saki, but damn, she kept running away from me. <laughs> it would not matter until she finally lost. And they're like, now nah, I'll challenge you for the title. Uh, 628, Bell to Bell, May Sarah wins the high-speed title over uh, Saki Kashima. I kind of wanted Saki to, to hold on the title a little longer just because it was her first title in stardom. But this was a decent title run. I mean, it, it the high-speed title is not the red belt, the white belt. So it, it's not like it... Uh, the title reign is the the. It was when Azumi had it. Well, yeah, that was going to say. <laughs> no, I she made it. Well, she made it. The booking was correct in that scenario. Made the high speed title feel like it was a bigger deal, and plus, you know, and her the matches against SLK, obviously yeah. the one last year, especially being incredible. So in that scenario, I think the. Like I said before, the competition across from her is a, it helps the the thought of Hazuki being one of the better high speed champions that we've seen in a while. I have high hopes for May Sarah. We'll see what happens with that. Um, like I said, six twenty eight bell to bell. I gave it three and a half stars. Yeah, 
I don't really have a rating. It was fine. It was entertaining. Um, and yeah, I kind of agree. I would have liked to see Saki keep it a little bit more, but I think with May Sarah, it'll be a little more serious and a little more like the Azumi rain. And I know you've been talking a while of, you know, when's this, when's she going to get her, you know, her little push. And, uh, and cause May Sarah's some, you know, she's still pretty new. Right. And, you know, I don't watch quite as much as you do, especially now. So she's someone I haven't seen a lot of. And when I do, I feel like she's impressed. So I'm excited to see what she can do with it. Yeah. That new, uh, matchups for May Sarah and the, uh, the whole division, I think would be a nice change of pace for, from the comedy of Saki. Not, like I said, didn't mind it at all. Last match I wanted to talk about, which is probably the more, one of the more intriguing matches on the card. You had Mina Shirakawa versus Shuri in a S SWF UWF rules rules. Yeah. So essentially let's think MMA type rules. Yeah. You start with five points uh, and he knocked down, knocks a point off. Uh, If you get to no points, the match ends, uh, the match can end in pinfall submission, lack of points, knockout things along those lines. So this felt like a match definitely up Shuri's alley. And I was curious to see, how well Mina Shirakawa would stand up to the heat of Shiri. Not necessarily saying that she did poorly, but in this scenario, I thought that this was more about Shiri and what she could do in the match. Shiri wins this match by knockout, uh, 10.45, bell to bell. I thought Shirakawa played her part well. She did get a couple of submissions in. Didn't look like she was completely overmatched, but... Ultimately, I thought this was Shuri's match to lose, which she did not lose. Um, thoughts on the match, and then thoughts on a no new match. I can't think of the woman's name that she's facing coming up, but she did throw out an open. She being Shuri threw out an open challenge, and it was answered by this Scandinavian uh, MMA star. Uh, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. I, if you give me like two minutes, I can I'm sure I can come up. With okay, it. I didn't see that. Yeah, I thought this match was decent uh it was something different you know um we know you know mina she's got a pretty decent ground game you know she's always slapping in that figure four and other submissions but like you said i mean this was shuri's match but i agree i thought mina looked pretty good like she didn't get smoked by any means so that's what i was worried that was going to happen is that this was just going to be just poor mina just getting dog walked Throughout yeah. this match, Shuri, I'm like, please God, don't let well, don't let this girl get worked over like this. If Tam does beat Suzu, Mina better fucking stomp her ass down to that ring after that match to challenge her, because you know we talked about it. Whatever that mm. s- special tag show they had, where she kind of is like, sorry, I can't do your dumb dance anymore. I want that fucking belt. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thank you, Mina Shrikawa. I was say, get back on track. Um, I would almost say that I would... I'm sure that Suzu and Tam wrestled in the five-star. It would be almost impossible, right? Were they in the same... No, they weren't. Take that back. I don't they were think in, they were. They, no, they were in the same bracket. So they're in the red, uh, they were in the red block. Oh, shit. I assume Tam won. I would assume that as well. Uh, admittedly, uh, kind of forget that match. <laughs> okay, they did wrestle on nine nine. 
and Susu, Susu won. won. Wow. I, clearly, we don't remember that very well. Hey, we watch a lot of wrestling, and this was over a month ago. Okay, so there you go. We got about to say we got a little uh, a little history with them. That's definitely got to be a match. I got to go back and watch. That tells me. I vaguely remember that, but it doesn't. It doesn't really stand out per se. But Suzu has the win, so she does have. The dub over Tam. Can she do it again with the stakes on the line? Like I said, I think it's a coin flip. I still, if you had me at gunpoint, I think Tam retains. Now recalling that Suzu already beat her, I think Tam retains. Mina comes out. Probably doesn't beat her, but by God, someone beat her. Actually, and, the, and I'll admit, Suzu and Mina are two peop, two champions I would love to have. Actually, I I would almost go to say that Suzu loses, but Mina beats Tam. I think that's more plausible at this point as well, which is crazy to think. Think one year ago, talking about Mina in the Red Belt conversation of, yeah, I think she's got a pretty good shot. Right which is a testament to how far she's come. And we've talked a lot about last year's five stars. She really leveled up and she's kept the ball and run with it. And that's why I was curious to see how she looked against Shuri in this uh, UWF match. Uh, The next opponent for Shuri is Alice Link. Um, She's Scandinavian. She has a mixed martial arts uh, background. I just went to the stardom um, Twitter uh, page to remind myself what her name is. She's a little on the small side, but looks like she can uh, throw some hands. So in this scenario, it's not going to be a, a cakewalk by any stretch of imagination, even though I'm not familiar w- with. Uh, yeah, I can't opponent. say I've ever heard the name. Like, does she wrestle or is she strictly MMA? Do you know? I was about to say your guess is as good as okay, mine on yeah. this one. I was going to say, this is going to all be new to me. I figured it's going to be more more so of an MMA because the clip that she sh- that they showed after the match was her with MMA gloves. You know, they got the the, the uh, okay. I do remember this now, and the whole time it was going on, I'm like, I have no fucking no idea, idea who this is. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no English commentary, so that's not helping at all. <laughs> I say so. Yeah, yeah, that's great, babe. Yeah, they showed that whole long video. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get you when Stardom World comes out with this because yeah. I have no idea who you are. So yeah, that's yeah. the uh, the next opponent for okay. Shuri. It looks like that's going to be more on par to someone that she should be going into a UWF match with. So I'm very very intrigued with that. Um, just last thoughts on Stardom. We did have the first night of the Goddess of Stardom tournament uh, that started. I believe that was the 15th. Um, so what I'm going to say real quick is for both this and Super Junior Tag League, just let me know when there's like, you need to watch this match. Because like done. I said, I'm just not really going to have the capacity to watch a lot of it. But if there's basically if there's any can't misses, please alert me. Well, the one of the matches I think you might want to watch is Prominence does make their return. They wrestle Suzu Suzuki and May Sarah. It's a 15 minute draw. Oh, I thought it was okay. Thought that was really really good. Interesting way to start the tournament and the draw, but neither here nor there. Other winners you had Club Venus being Mina Shirakawa and Waka. They're the only ones left, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> 
I don't even know why I said it like that, but it just it felt like if I said it differently, it would be weird. Um, they defeated uh, Saida and Hanako, which is another weird tag team, but neither here nor there. Uh, Micah and Mega Bane defeat Lady C and Ami Sore. You had, I don't know. Dude. What a great team that is. <laughs> it's, it, it's, <laughs> is not Mirai Sorry, not? I assume Mirai's not in it then. Uh, let me double check. She is not in yeah. this. Uh, so obviously that leaves Ami Sore without a partner. Lady C. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they're the twin towers of starter man back up i think um, i watched like one or two ami saray matches during the whole five she's just she's so average really she's you think so? so yeah i just she just doesn't do it for me completely fair i'm not mad at <laughs> that, look i think she's uh, i think she's with her and out. mirai coming in at the same time mirai's just blowing her socks off okay uh, <laughs> Do you not agree? I, I'm not. I don't think blowing her socks off. I think I would agree with you in the fact that I think Mirai is the better talent. But I, blowing her socks off, I don't know. Do you know. think Ami Saray is a white belt candidate? Yes. Really? Yes. I not not. not immediately, but I liked her future stardom run. I didn't watch any of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit. Megan uh, <laughs> Bade, Michael are winners. Uh, FWC defeats Mayu and Hanan in the main event. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. It's only 12 minutes, so it's, you can sneak that in if you want to. And Nakutso and um, Momo Watatami defeat Shuri and Saki. God bless Saki and Kashima. She's just going to be a comedy the whole way through, dragging yeah. poor Shuri just down. Eating in. pins. <laughs> dragging just poor Shuri down. Chomping them down. Outside of that, uh, that's, like I said, the first night of the guys at Stardom Tournament. More of that when it comes along. So, things to look forward to for PSP 16. We'll be well, talking. I feel like, should we at least touch on Noah, since we haven't talked any? Just at least, I know you watched the the show Nakajima's Last Corican, and then before we hit record, we were talking about what's to come. So, let's at least give a little... A little Noah update here, since there was no like major show since the last time we recorded. This is true. Um, the biggest news coming up, uh, obviously, Nakajima's final show on the 28th. He had a really good six-man tag. I believe it was him, Masa Kitamiya, and Shiozaki versus... Ooh, trying to think on the other side. It was I like Mara Fuji... G uh sugura right yes and um mochizuki if i'm not That's, mistaken that sounds right okay so all guys that had some sort of feud whether it was prolonged or not with nakajima and that all kind of developed throughout the match even at one point you had masakita mia and nakajima trading off strikes after nakajima accidentally hit masa in nice. one point so always love when teammates come to blows during the <laughs> and then later on the masakimiya and nakajima get back on the same page to lead towards the victory so in that scenario i thought it was a, a really good match to where you had the past and the present of nakajima all coming together in a six-man tag to, to close out the show um from there obviously the the next and the last show 
will be on the 28th. I believe it's he and uh, Shiozaki versus Kiyomiya and Segura. Sounds right. I'm not 100% sure. Um, from Sounds there, right. then the, 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 I guess the speculation begins on where Nakajima will turn up. Apparently, he did show up at a All Japan Pro Show the day after this six-man tag. So that would have been the... The twenty first, he showed up at All Japan. I know okay. we kind of we threw that out there as a possible landing spot. So I guess that was the show that had Yuma and Kento on it. I believe so. We're gonna have um, to find that. Yeah, that was gonna say that. That's probably gonna be a, a YouTube search here once we uh, finish recording this. But neither here nor there. Um, here, I got a qu- simple yes or no question for you. Shoot. Does Nakajima show up at Wrestle Kingdom? No question mark. I'm going to say yes, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, we I, talked last time just about the landing spots as like new Japan just makes too much sense. I, I mean, know. And I think that's why he's going to all Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, it I just feels why. too much like the Shingo to me is like, you're in one spot for your whole career. Let's go to the best company in the world and show what I can do. I would have no problem going. I just think all J- it would just be such a step down. Not that Noah's like so far past all Japan, but he's too good to be in all Japan. Again, that is not a slight at all Japan. We don't really watch much of it. You know, we've talked a lot about what we've seen has been good. What I hear is that it's on the up and up for sure. They've got a lot of good young talent. <sighs> For me, it's New Japan or bust. I mean, not that I would be like upset if he went to All Japan, but we talked last time. Just imagine all of the matches he could have in New Japan, where he would fit in, who he would align with. Is there any thought he comes to the West? AEW, WWE? Not full time, no. I don't see it. I mean, I could see him like popping, especially if he signs with New Japan, like popping into AEW every now and then, but. I don't really see that. See him signing full time anywhere over here. Okay. All right. But Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. All right. I think that's is that it? Do, do I we... think so. Uh, yeah. Next time, I guess we'll have power struggle. We'll have the Kenno versus the, Jake the Noah Lee. show. Some stardom bullshit. <laughs> um... <laughs> This man is so down on stardom. It's not even. It's not even funny anymore. It's oh, goddamn. It's, it's goddamn funny for me. Yeah, I don't care about saying. Do they I, have? I still like do it. they have any other like big show? You said something like early November. Is there something? Suzu and uh, Tam was going to be uh, in November. Suzu basically came out after the Tam uh, retaining against. Uh, not Cusco and basically was like, I'm not waiting until December. We're going to do this ASAP. So whenever their next big show is in November, I believe it's the front part of November. It's before my birthday. I know that for a fact. Oh, uh, shit. When's yours? The 20th. Oh, mine's the 9th. Oh, shit. Shit. Here we go. <laughs> I think yeah. we've maybe talked. Uh, so are you are you still a Scorpio? Do you still fit in that? Yeah, it's like two days of- before the Sagittarius. Yeah. Um Cusps yeah. so yeah. I'm right, concerned. right, fucking smack dab, smack in, the dab in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. That's a great saying. 
I, I show some Sagittarius signs from time to time. I'm like, no, I don't like this shit. I mean, it's a Scorpio bust up in this motherfucker. But uh, yeah, uh, Noah for sure, uh, New Japan for sure, because that would give us the get us into that two week stretch where we try to record. So I would assume Power Struggle would be that uh, the best uh, Super Junior Tag League final. Um, Las Vegas, uh, there's the, the uh, New Japan show in Vegas. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. When is that? Do you that's know the, the 28th. Um, Julia October? Versus, yeah. Oh, shit. So that's right around the corner. Tight. Yeah. The, uh, Julia versus Hyen uh, as a part of that show. And I believe that is the Tamatanga Shingo Neverweight Open title match as well. So, it's, Oh, they're doing that in the States? I believe that's, so. Okay. Nice. I say because it's not on the uh, okay. 11-4 show. So Obviously, it's a done deal. I believe that would be here as well. And there will be a couple other matches as well uh, that, that New Japan uh, strong title match, tag team title match with uh, Hickaway. Those meaningless, those meaningless fucking belts. <laughs> you ain't shit, man. I swear to God. All right. Let's get up out of here since we've completely shitted on New Japan uh, and everybody else. I'm and- just shitting on everything. Yeah, I was about to say. Not really. I'm not really. It's getting ready to say no. You, you, you were pretty good. And you know I'm right. playing up the stardom <laughs> thing to a degree. but it's To a just, degree you it's are. It's just disappointing. I'm not saying it's not my brother. I'm just, I'm waiting. I mean, again, I'm that's, trying to wait patiently. That's for- the promotion I had is my promotion of the year in 2022 and as we talked a couple months ago it was fifth and i would say probably still fifth um Damn, maybe bro. fourth i don't know no, noah's you... just been pretty solid this no, year it, it's fifth let's not sit up here and lie yeah. to you, yourself and me you, you know it's better you <laughs> it know is you fifth. like noah more than you do start him right i do now. i okay do. there you go so let's just be <laughs> honest with the shit god damn it's my but it's fun. been a blast as always. Always my pleasure. I will uh, talk to you in the next couple of days about getting this Joker out. But in the meantime, for the tag team champions of cast that are now approaching me, ready to eat their dinner, it has always been our pleasure. Please check us out on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find uh, visionary global media. Go in the search bar. Hit a phoenix flash podcast you can see the video link on youtube you can hear us on wherever you get you listen to your podcast for brett jager this is jcb we'll see you in a couple weeks on the phoenix splash podcast see you <laughs>